Reach for the sky, boy. Wrestling Geeks Alliance is brought to you by Kentucky Bourbon Bardstown, the best whiskey from Bardstown. Hey, how are you guys doing? This is Dane Owls with another episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance, show in which we talk about wrestling, the latest, the greatest. We talk about, you know, stuff in the future that's coming out. We review things from the past, talk about all the wrestling from the week before and try to break it down for you the best we can. We got a great show for you guys. It's Royal Rumble. We're recording on a Saturday. We got it tonight. Very excited about this. Also going to be talking about the great uh, Jay Briscoe, you know, memorial show from AEW on Wednesday, the 30th anniversary, or or XXX, I should say, uh, Monday Night Raw XXX. Don't try to Google that, kids. That's a bad idea. But we'll talk about that, and we got a bunch of other stuff. Great Muda, Stone Cold. So, you know, if you're a new listener, enjoy. Subscribe, rate us, give us a five-star. Don't be a douche. And, of course, I am with my co-host, Christopher Brother Ray Patton. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I heard that you got to uh, talk on a pretty awesome wrestling show yesterday. Yeah, Tom Clark's main event. I was on that. You guys should go check that out. It's a very fun show. I think he does a very good job over there. You also get to see my tremendous beard. My beard is over 9,000. Someone in the comments section uh, mistook me for Sami Zayn (laughs) at first glance, and I was like, I am not Sami Zayn. Is that a compliment? I I don't know, man. Kevin Owens said he has Wayne Gretzky flow that one time, so I'm, you know, anytime you get compared to Wayne Gretzky, it's pretty good. Um. But no, it was a fun show overall, man. It was uh, we still had to, we talked about the Mark match, so it just led into the Jay stuff. So we talked a lot about Jay Briscoe. So if you like Jay Briscoe, there's there. I also uh, gave a very shortened version of Royal Rumble, which you know we're going to get into a little bit later of uh, predictions and who should go where and, and a little bit of fantasy booking, etc. Uh, but yeah, check out that uh, Thomas Main Event podcast. It's it's good shit. It's uh, you know, it's it's very different than our show where we just yell at each other random shit for a while. Yeah, we bring it to you with a little bit more of a hardcore edge, an ACW edge. Well, that wouldn't make sense. Like I said, I do a Philly accent to do that, but whatever. Yeah, I, th- I feel like ours is basically every time we do a podcast, it's the farm match the Briscoes had, bringing it back yeah. to the Briscoes. <laughs> we need yeah. my wife's just out here with a water hose spraying it on us like stop stop it you cats quit fighting <laughs> we, we we make this sound way more aggressive than it is but you know it is a, it, it is a good example i would say same time but uh yeah no um so outside you, of wrestling what have you yeah. been watching that's always the go-to right i have been knocking out um mercilessly uh parks and rec um i am on the fifth season i've never watched it before kind of had this weird thing where it's like nothing's better than the office so i decided to check it out for the fuck of it and i love the show um what else am i watching i I watched a little bit i think we talked about this last week maybe we didn't that 90s show and it's definitely nostalgic but i don't know just not the same at the same time 
but uh, I love all the uh, the the people that keep on popping up. Basically, this weekend, uh, Chris, because I haven't watched a lot of movies as of lately, I am uh, devoting for uh, some of the Oscar films. So today is about the Royal Rumble, and I might watch a film, you know, ahead of that. But I want to really, you know, kind of dive into some of the films I haven't seen that are either nominated for Oscars or some of the uh, actors that I liked are nominated for. So I have uh, seen a couple. Um, that Banshee film, I forgot what the fuck it's called, with, uh, with um, oh, man, now I'm blanking on his name right now, but uh, Colin Farrell. Um, I want to check that out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out a bunch of them this weekend. It's, it's getting to the point, and I know you're like this, where I got to start crunching these movies and a lot of them are available free, so I've been kind of fucking up on my end. So, so with the uh, the Colin Farrell flick, um, it's like named after a specific town, right? So I'm not gonna think of the name, but it looked very interesting to me, especially when they were talking about uh, this the superstars of the movies being the pets throughout that Golden Globe speech, and I was like, I'm into this. That sounds fun. Um, I want to see that because Colin Farrell's great. Just all all joking aside, it should be a really good film. But uh, in kind of like a weird story a little bit, like as far as the plot line goes, like you were alluding to. But um, the other one I really want to see out of everything, because I, I, I had seen a, a couple that were nominated. And actually, I, I felt like the uh, was it the chef. I felt like that should have been way higher up there. But. It's a different story for a different day. Horror movies get no love. Thrillers kind of get no love uh, to a lot of extent. Um, but yeah, I have it the, in front of me. Do you want me to go over with... the? Uh, do you want me to go over the best pictures nominated for Oscars or for well, yes, yeah. the Golden Globes? Okay, yeah, go ahead because they switch sometimes. Yeah, yeah, th- this just happened this last uh, week. They were announced, but. And I'm very happy they're able to do 10 best pictures and they took advantage of that. But it's um, and I've seen a couple. I'm sure you have too. Top Gun Maverick, uh, Women Talking, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I think is might be the head to win unless one of these other more, um, uh, you know, art house films uh, pick it up. But uh, The Banshee of Inertion, that one we were just talking about, Triangle of Sadness. The Fables Men's, which is uh, Spielberg's new movie about his father and mother and growing up with them. His father was an engineer, played by Paul Dano. Definitely want to check that out. All Quiet on the Western Front, which I heard was an incredible and sad war movie about World War One, but in the perspective of the Germans. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water, which uh, if it wins, I'm going to bash my brains in, even though I enjoyed the film. Uh, Elvis, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and and Tear, or Tar, I can't see, I don't know, it's, it's weird, but it's Kate uh, Blanchett's new movie that's uh, available, and I'll be checking out either today or tomorrow. So I'm just happy it's not going to win, but I'm glad that Top Gun Maverick was in there. Um, it's very surprising. It's just more to the point that I really think, like you were saying, horror, thriller, genre, if you will, should be taken a bit more seriously, and I'm glad we get that. Like, Angela Bassett has won every award. And I heard the new Black Panther is not even that the greatest film, but that her performance is amazing. So I think she's going to win the Oscar as well, and they should start respecting, put some spec on that name to genre films, just regardless. 
uh, especially the horror movies. Like, fuck off with that whole thing. But like I said, I- I'm looking forward to some of these movies. And uh, I've seen a good, I- I've actually seen Top Gun. I've seen uh, Avatar, Elvis, you know, um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like I said, I hope it wins. So good shit, basically, Chris, what I'm throwing at you. Chris, you're still muted, if you uh, did not know that, sir. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so, uh, was it everything all at once? I, I, that title always gets me, but I watched part of that, so I need to go back and watch the entire thing, but that is my wife's favorite film, and, and she is very much uh, on top of watching everything new that comes out, because she works in the film industry. She does makeup and uh, special effects, and she's way more in, in touch with a lot of this stuff than I am. Uh, but uh, tell I, Karen I that, that that you can definitely be a part of it, but we should probably do like an Oscar um, prediction thing before it comes out. That'd be fun. Yeah, we definitely can. She, she would love that so much, especially when it comes to like makeup. She'd be so excited. <laughs> and there's some great nominations this year for makeup as well. There's a lot of uh, good stuff for special effects. So just in general. Yeah, so she, I care way more about the Oscars than any. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because I like the BAFTA Awards. That's Britain's Awards. I like the 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 actors, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. But like Golden Globes, a lot of those other ones, I'm just, you know, Critic Choice Awards, whatever. There's fun shows, you know, for popcorn purposes. I th- I think the the Oscars in the last five years have just given me a bunch of good indie films to see, whether they win a, an award or not. You know, they just kind of like, hey, you probably didn't hear about this, but here it is kind of thing. They've been doing that a lot more. Uh, so it was kind of crazy to see Top Gun Maverick, which actually should probably win Best Picture. You know, like if you think about gross revenue and, and the quality of the film, because I mean, I think for an action flick, it's. It's pretty fucking good, right? <laughs> like, yep. Some people um, thought that uh, Tom Cruise was. uh um, I don't. I loved him in it, but that thought he was snubbed uh, for the best actor. And I'm like, dude, there's only five fucking choices for that. But I mean, he was fantastic in it. That's, that's. I mean, he's great, but he's also playing. He's doing a sequel role, right? Like he's coming back as Maverick, which is '80s Tom Cruise, he's risky business Tom Cruise. I mean, he's had better acting in other films, like you know. Uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of it, like Vanilla Sky, or uh, I would even say some of the later Mission Impossible's acting wise is better Tom Cruise, but he is perfect at being Maverick. It's just peak Tom Cruise. So I guess if you consider him playing him his ver- a version of himself from that time period uh, as great acting, then sure. But yeah, it's a great fucking action flick. Like as a film, it's it's. You know, it it's uh, like it stayed in theaters for like almost a full year, which is crazy nowadays. Like uh, it's Paramount Plus's biggest drawing point for a lot of people. Like it's uh, it's what we've talked about this before um, on Geek Vibes Nation and even on our show. It's like, well, what is actually the best film? Is it like what's the best art film? What's the best? Uh, it's 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 all up to opinion, but at the it's like. 
are the Beatles better than, than the Stones kind of thing? Like, who yeah. drew the most fucking money kind of thing? It, I mean, if it was just about, like, best overall film that brought people to the fucking theaters, it's definitely should be Top Gun. And you would think you would care about that as a movie industry. But with streaming and stuff, I, I don't know. It, it, it's whatever. It's, well, it's and, a and, great action And flick. the opposite. <laughs> In the opposite concept, there are a lot of movies like the Transformer series uh, that make a lot of fucking money and are terrible. So I think it's a, a balance. You know, my whole thing is, did you make money? Are you like very, you know, is there integrity made within your film? I'm just glad they considered Maverick because, like I said, that or something like when Black Panther got nominated or um, uh, what's the Jordan Peele movie, uh, the horror movie that came out? Uh, get Out. Yes, was the, that was stuff the, like yeah. that is a win. Like, I thought it was a joke, uh, even though Logan got nominated, I think, for Best Screenplay, that it wasn't nominated, or Patrick Stewart for Best Supporting Actor for playing Professor X. Like, I hate the stigma on genre films, and some of them are just as artistic and as intelligent. Um, like you said, Maverick, everything. Great script, uh, great acting performances, uh, just a really well-done cinematic movie, directed, whatnot, um, and also grossed a shitload of uh, money. But like something like Best Actor, you know, no offense to Tom Cruise, like I was saying, I hope Brandon Frazier wins it this year. And I know a lot of people haven't seen The Whale. I haven't. I love Aronofsky. I just haven't got a chance to see it. But I really am hoping for him since he keeps on winning all the awards. Kind of like Angela Bassett. I think they're due her way more than fucking Brandon, but I'm just saying... Uh, to get their awards this year. This is the first time he's ever nominated, man. And if Austin Butler doesn't beat him with Elvis in his performance, or maybe Colin Farrell, you know, it's it should. I, I from what I hear, which is not fair, but that's how the Oscars work. Uh, he was brilliant in it. It's um, it's not fair that they do the Golden Globes before the Oscars and then rate movies that people don't have an opportunity to see, especially because some of these are limited theater releases. Like yep. the whale was not showing anywhere near me. Maybe in downtown no, Atlanta somewhere. I wish like, it was on streaming, but I it's not there yet either, which is kind of yes. Yeah, we looked for it last night. Me and, my, me and the wife looked for it last night. Like I want to check that out. I want to see what that movie's about. It seems interesting. Um, and you were a fan of the wrestler, that, right? Yeah, I like the wrestler a lot too. Just kind of the you know. I, Same I director, get why they a similar that, concept. It's, it's just, uh, you know, if you want people to care about the awards, maybe give them a vested interest. <laughs> like maybe have everyone have the ability to see the things that are being voted upon before it happens. That'd be like if, uh, like the at yep. the start of the football season, you did like the Pro Bowl. Where you just voted people yeah. in randomly kind of thing. Cause it's, it, it's just weird like that. Like it, and some of these did come like ha, have came to fruition and you can go watch them or whatever. And uh, I feel like the chef got f- super fucking snubbed on all of these awards. I think that movie's fucking phenomenal. I recommend everyone goes and watches. I can't think of the actor's name, but he's the, the guy that actually plays the chef is phenomenal. Uh, if you want to watch Are you one talking about scene, the menu, or the menu, there you go. The menu, that's what it was. It, yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Did that get nominated for? I don't think a, a, I don't an Oscar. Ralph Ralph Fiennes might have gotten nominated for. No, he didn't. Um, maybe 
Uh, let me go through these real quick. Nope. Yeah, man, uh, that is ridiculous because I thought that uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, that's another movie, man, The Northman, who came out at the beginning of this year, I'm pretty sure it did, uh, was incredible. And, and Anya Taylor-Joy was incredible in both films. Didn't get nominated at all. Robert Eggers' new movie, which I guess is a horror guy, so they still give him that stupid type of concept. But, yeah, I don't see anything yeah. from the menu on here, man. And that was a great film. You're absolutely right. It's, it's one of the best acting moments I've seen in all of – from TV and, uh, like, movies from the past year is him cooking that fucking cheeseburger at the end for her and bring it, bring it to her on that plate. <laughs> You know, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, just great it... acting, and uh, you know, in, in both by both parts, like it's just so subtle. It's just such it. It's just great. So hopefully, the well blows me away. Like uh, I've I've already decided that that was my favorite film I've seen so far. But uh, there's a lot out there to watch for sure. And uh, absolutely, I don't know if you if you're talking about like the uh, the Hulk Hogan. Who should actually get the award? It, I mean, it probably should be Tom Cruise and, and Maverick on both accounts because that movie kind of carried the movie industry this year. Yeah, and I think that's a very good um, bit of reasoning. That's the thing. It's like Maverick really did a lot of great things for cinema in the sense of taking an older franchise, like great, you know, past things that, that have happened, like with that, like with the Creed films and. Uh, did it in a different direction, saved the movie industry just from good old fashioned, you know, film. And the other one that I think is the big one on there, everything, everywhere, all at once, was so different in a brush of fresh air at the same time. Definitely didn't gross as much as Maverick, don't get me wrong, but was just so original and not just, like I hate to say it, like, you know, that art house type of, uh, it was more than that. It was a sci fi film, if anything. So. That's uh, those are my yeah. two favorites out of that list. So I've only seen a like a little bit of that film, so I need to go back and watch it for sure. But that was my wife's number one with a bullet, and and like I said, I think she's seen more of these than I have through uh, yeah through sometimes nefarious means of <laughs> downloading these things. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but yes, that. That was her favorite film, and uh, the Golden Globe speech. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of the actress's name. Um, was great, like talking about how she was kind of passed over and she was older, and then kind of landed this role. But why did everyone just take shots at this fucking? Uh, did did I already talk about this where people took shots at this poor keyboard like piano player who's <laughs> just like, you know, they give her the vamp music, like she's got to start playing the vamp music. It's not her fault. Like, don't get mad at her. <laughs> Jesus Christ! People are people are mean, man. You know, shit happens. Everyone's drunk like, at the fucking Golden Globes, anyways. And you're referring to Michelle Yeoh. She's fantastic. She's been around for a minute. I think she was in No uh, Crush and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I believe. Oh, I could God. be getting her mixed up that's, with someone uh, else. That's that's forever ago. And is that Jet Li joint? No, it was. Um, God, that's where they first started that. doing a lot of white. Yeah, that's where they first started doing a lot of wire kung fu stuff. 
if I remember correctly. I, I just remember being blown away with it where, when I saw it. The same, the same thing with the Matrix, the way they would make like bodies move around, bullets or swords or whatever. It was kind of crazy at the. But God, we're talking about like what 2002, 2003 or something like that. Yeah, Ang Lee uh, was the director for that. Uh, yeah. 2000 actually. So yeah, it's been a minute, but. Yeah. She she was in that. She's been in a bunch of shit. But uh, we should probably start talking about wrestling, man. We've rambled on. Check out should some we? of those Oscar bait movies. <laughs> we we had a pretty good week, I think, man. You know, we should probably get into some of it. Um, talk about number one movie star of all time, Stone Cold. What? <laughs> Let's talk about Mr. Steve Austin. Uh, there have been some rumors going around, Chris. Uh, Fightful Select, who are the same people that presented um, the 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 rumors that Steve Austin was getting, you know, in talks from WWE to be a part of WrestleMania last year, uh, reported that they were hearing that one of the things going on right now, because uh, apparently there are rumors that The Rock is not going to work out for WrestleMania. Who knows if any of this is really, you know, factual, but we'll just go with it. Uh, they were reporting that there was a concept for Roman Reigns to go against Steve Austin. Mr. Uh, Dave Metzler uh, from Wrestling Observer, Dave was saying that what he heard was going on was a match with Steve Austin and Brock Lesnar. Um, and this has obviously been talked about by many people. I, 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 I don't like either one of those concepts and i i feel like there's some faulty information no offense to both sources that are usually very on top of things but i i I guess that you know you can't get the rock you already have steve involved and you're like well can we pivot to this instead that would be a big win for obviously for roman but i don't know there's between cody and and sammy there seems to be more natural um things that you could present for roman to do i have an idea uh, but I'll, I'll present that afterwards. And, uh, with, you know, the other, I, Brock and Austin would have been awesome. Uh, and we love how Brock's, you know, been the last couple of years from boy Brock, you know, uh, very Austin esque. I just, like many have already said, how the hell is Brock going to be able to be Brock if you can't suplex the person because of Austin's neck? And even the F5, I, I just don't – I mean, I love the concept. I don't really see it being feasible. So I, I'm, I'm just curious how you feel about the rumors, and then we'll kind of talk about what could be Austin's role if he does have any within WrestleMania. Because it sounds like at least all the rumors are true. He's getting super in shape for a reason. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens. But – uh, either report, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, do you see any of them being possible or what? So, I mean, I think the original plan was The Rock, Brock, and Austin for the two-day mania, right? And obviously The Rock is not happening. We would have heard about it by now. I don't think that's going to be a surprise Royal Rumble entrance um, if you're trying to sell tickets to something, especially because they have the Young Rock on their on peacock already that's that's one of their shows they would have been pushing it so i just don't think it's going to happen like the rock's just not going to be there which means that 
basically they had Roman carry this title for two years for kind of no reason because the payoff was supposed to be him versus the rock or he would have dropped it like a while ago because he's pretty much beat everyone on the roster. So as far as Royal Rumble goes, it would make the most sense if Cody won or Sammy won. You kind of have like two options uh, with Stone Cold versus Brock. You know what? I'm I'm done like talking about next stuff. Apparently, it doesn't matter because <laughs> cats are just out here that I never thought would wrestle again, having like some of the best matches of their life. Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, for instance, they're just out here. Maybe Stone Cold Wind got some stem cell research in Mexico that I don't know about, and he's about to go out here and have a five star banger with uh with Brock. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, you know, if Brock is able to have that match with stone cold cool i will say this is uh if i was gonna if i was gonna pull the trigger on something like that it would probably be austin versus roman uh the rattlesnake versus uh roman reigns and and the only reason i say that is it's in texas right coming back home oh it's in it's in uh la this year the rumble oh you're Oh, no, no rumble. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tonight, yeah, you're yes. right. It is. It is in, the rumble is. I was talking about WrestleMania. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's at the Alamo Dome. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that Austin will make an appearance in the rumble tonight. I think he's going to be one of the surprise entrants. Um, maybe that sets up with something with him and Kevin. They seem to have a relationship together and want to work together. But, like, Brock wrestling, Brock's never really hurt anyone with the exception of, you know, Randy Orton, which he heard on purpose because Orton asked him to open him hard way. Uh, he could probably yep. set, you know, he could suplex Austin and Austin would be fine. Like Austin took that big ass back body drop on the floor from Kevin Owens. The one bump he took was like, why? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. The world's weird now with uh, how healthy some of these stars get. <laughs> That we thought, we done. Kid. like, you know, like when you're talking about like Christian Cage and uh, Edge and Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy and uh, Brian Daniels Sting! and Stang, <laughs> like, uh, if Stang is is ready to go, like Austin's been out of the game for a while, he should be <laughs> way more rehabilitated at this point than Stang. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's Texas. Does Austin just run in at 30 and win the Rumble? I'm trying to – because if they're not going to do Cody or Sammy, it's got to be one of those two. If you have a surprise person, it would make a lot of sense for it just to be Austin, right? I have an idea, and since since WrestleMania is two nights – and we have this concept. Sammy's on fire right now. We don't know what's going to happen. We all expect – before WrestleMania, because the original concept that was going around made a lot of sense. Sammy and Kevin Owens being on the same page and beating the Usos at WrestleMania for the first time, that tag team has to tag titles, which is both they both want to do within their career. I don't know because of how the storyline has goes if that's a great payoff. So if it were to me, and I'm, I'm backstage booking, obviously, which we tend to do, I would have you have two nights. Even though Sammy fucked up even last night, even though Jay called him ahead of time, but 
uh, not helping out Solo and just letting Kevin Owens in front of him just destroy him uh, probably is not going to make Roman happy. And we're going to see ultimately tonight where the direction is, if Sammy is going to be outed or going forward. I think there's a good chance Sammy and that whole clique still remains. Because after this, it's Elimination Chamber and then it's WrestleMania. So that's the last big one beforehand. So something can happen with Sammy easily in Elimination Chamber or whatever uh, past this. I think Cody wins the Royal Rumble tonight. This is my prediction, so it's ahead of time, and we'll we'll talk about it. I think that he wins the Rumble and has Roman in night two of WrestleMania. And the first night, it is ends up being designed as Sammy and Roman for night one against Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they lose. You can maybe do it upon Sammy, but the whole point is that can kind of be an out for Roman for night two. He's already got some warrant on him. He loses to Cody, which would be crazy. Cody wins the title, and then you pivot Roman against Sammy going forward to something else, uh, with Sammy now being a babyface kind of by himself. Um, that's what I would do because, like, the thing with Brock. I would rather the rumor beforehand was him and uh, Walter getting involved. Or if they don't do it at Elimination Chamber, him and Bobby Lashley, they both have a win. And they've both been, you know, Rome, or Brock's been coming out of nowhere and just beating the shit out of Lashley, Raw and SmackDown now. So maybe you do that at WrestleMania. Because I love their last two matches. It would be good for a blow-off. But the, they might do it at Elimination Chamber. But I feel like Brock would be better against either... Gunther or Bobby Lashley instead. If you're going to do like someone from the past against Stone Cold, that would be not saying that the Brock is not safe. It's just certain, regardless of, of modern, you know, medicine and whatever, some of the moves directly that he's known for are things that you would not want to do with that said wrestler. So I would rather Cena against Austin if you were going to do something like that. If you're saying, fuck it, let's have Austin go against someone from the ruthless aggression PG era, if you will. But I, I, I think you do, like I said, tag team first night, Austin and KO, Sammy Roman, and then the next night you have Cody against Roman. I mean, I thought that was, uh, we've talked about that. I thought they were just going to go to Austin and KO versus uh, Sammy and one of the Usos. But the way they've booked this storyline, it it is depicting that Sammy is somehow going to win this Royal Rumble, which I think is very smart by them. And then maybe that's some of Triple H's booking. And uh, I talked about it on Tom's podcast yesterday uh, where I was like, Here, here's a storyline. I think that Cody is probably the, the favorite to win. Right. But if you wanted to do something and continue the Sammy uh, thing, he wins the Rumble. Right. And then the Usos, are friends with him now because Roman's been a dick to them. To be honest, Roman has always been a dick to the Usos. He's very nice to Solo. So you just set up a tag team feud between the Usos and Solo Sokoa and Roman. You can have Sammy go on his little baby face run, but who's the next big heel for him? Is that that's the only caveat? Is that Kevin Owens or you know who's who's going to be chasing Sammy? So you could do that. Um, and they do like to do those huge surprises. Like we saw it with, uh, Kofi Kingston headed into mania. 
so we have seen it, especially if they don't know exactly what they're going to do. It seems like their plans, whatever they had planned, got fucked somehow over the past couple of months. Because uh, whatever they had planned, it seems like they're just throwing things at the wall right now. Especially because they like unleashed that Cody's going to be in this rumble early. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they did that. No, smart on them, though, because, like, don't you want to tune in to see Cody win the Rumble if you're a Cody Rhodes fan? Yeah, and and here's the thing. You know, we don't know if the Rock rumor was real or if it actually is happening. We're all hearing bullshit. We, we're not going to find out until we watch tonight. But maybe the fact that Cody was announced is because someone like a Randy Orton is returning or the Rock is in there as a surprise or anything like that. Because you would think, Cody specifically, they wouldn't announce that unless they had some other shit up their sleeve. So it's interesting. Like that's where a lot of that Jay white conjecture comes in. Like who is going to be the surprises tonight? And we all love that. And even they have a great roster, even if it isn't a lot of surprises, it's still going to be a fun Royal rumble. So. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I don't know. There's way more surprises on the women's side than the men's side, because they've only announced like eight people on the women's side, (laughs) but on the men's side of things, I mean, like there's a lot of ways they could go. I think they, you know, if you had top, if you had to pick top two, it'd be either Sammy or Cody, I would go with Cody. Um, when I was doing the show yesterday, someone brought up the fact that, you know, Magnus is out of his contract, Nick Aldis. Yep. That could be a surprise entrant. Uh, maybe cost Cody something if they can build off that, work out some kind of deal with uh, Billy Corgan where they can get video rights or whatever to some of the stuff in NWA. Like there's some interesting stuff that you can do, but the, yep. you know, it's – if you're talking about Austin and you're talking about Mania and you're talking about one more match and you're talking about the Royal Rumble and it's in Texas, I, you know, I put two and two together. I'm like, Austin's winning the Rumble. <laughs> like, yeah, if he does come out, he's I, he has to win it. I would I would assume. I think those are your, it's crazy, but your choices are Cody, Sami Zayn, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't see many other people really being um, up there. And then also for Austin, I'll, I'll put out two other names that could be possibilities. Another person, I, you know, Brock was talked about from Dave. Uh, I brought up John Cena. We haven't seen Orton in a long time. His ultimate dream match, he said, was Viper versus Rattlesnake. That could be fucking awesome if that were to be worked out. Uh, and I'll also throw... I know he thinks he's a really good worker. I mean, the same could be applied for someone like Sheamus, but I don't really think he needs it. If you had Drew McIntyre versus Austin, they would have a fucking badass brawl, and it would help Drew McIntyre kind of, you know, because here's the thing. It's like he gets really, really hot, and then he loses the Roman at, you know, whatever. Or he gets really, really hot, and unfortunately for him, the pandemic happens. So maybe it would bring up his stock a bit to have a match against Austin to help out uh, uh, current talent. You know what I'm saying? So if he's involved, man, regardless, I'm going to be happy to see the rattlesnake back. Yeah, I, I, he's going to be somewhere on this. It's littered in Texas. He's going to have some part of WrestleMania. I think that they've that's already happening. I don't know if he's going to have a match, but I definitely feels like he's uh, showing up. They have him on this press conference tour. You just sent me a 
video earlier with him and Bill Apter on Sportskedia. The only time they have people doing that kind of shit is if they're going to be somewhere soon in WWE land. Yep. So, I, I would, and he looks, dude. If you've seen the the pictures, he looks fucking ripped. He looks like two thousand, yeah, two thousand Stone Cold. Honestly, his body is ridiculous. Yeah, I sent you that video of like uh, him driving the truck down and everyone, the the entire roster parting ways for him and Lesnar, uh, for for what was a. I love that shit, man. That was great back in the day. Feud, but that was thick boy Austin. <laughs> Austin looked like me there. I mean, he's yep. still muscular, but just like wide. <laughs> he looked like Samoa Joe's Stone Cold or something. I don't. I don't know how to explain. Uh, it, it. I guess you'd have to it, see it. But you know, it's my ultimate. Even though, you know, I mean, Moxley's a brawler, but I mean, obviously, if we had a chance outside of WWE. God damn, dude, John Moxley and Stone Cold would be a lot of fun. We already had Kevin Owens. He seems like the natural next person, but obviously that wouldn't work out. But, you know. I mean, Punk and Austin, I think, would be the... Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty fucking awesome. I don't expect Punk to be anywhere near WWE, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Moxley Moxley and Austin would be fun promo-wise, but in ring-wise, because they're... So similar, and Austin's going to be kind of limited. Well, I say that, but Punk also gotten injured in all of his high-profile matches, so maybe that's not necessarily, you know. You know what? Austin versus Terry Funk. Let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get Terry. I'm sure he'd be ready for that. Okay. How to chainsaw Charlie. He's in the at number one. <laughs> bro, there's no one that knows who Terry Funk is, bro. Let's chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> I thought that was a lar- Laronitis thing. No, that was that was literally from what Cornette says. At least he told him uh, he being uh, shithead. What the fuck's his name? Oh my god! I like how all these fuckers work together, but can't remember who said what when. They just like yell at each other constantly on various podcasts. Yeah, what the fuck is that piece of shit's name? I can't remember. New Yorker dickhead. The, the, the Vince Russo, but I don't think that was Vince Russo. Like I, I've Jim heard Cornette other people say it was someone that, else. Jim <laughs> Cornette said that Vince Russo told him that no one knows who the fuck Terry Funk is, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, one of the I, I can't remember one of the uh, ass well, ass boys associated DX. One of the members of DX said that it was someone else. Like I think they said it was like Laurenitis or someone. I don't even know. Was uh, Laurinaitis involved in the fucking late 90s? Yeah. Uh, that was like 97, 98-ish. Because that's when they threw him off the... Uh, hey, the I'm, just, I'm just saying yeah. that people have pointed out multiple people for this. I just assumed that Terry Funk was like, I'm going to put pantyhose on my head and hopefully... I don't even you know, care. I get... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a chainsaw. I'm going to look like Leatherface. <laughs> Yeah, Terry Funk's like, I'm here for a paycheck, but also I'm not going to bury the actual Terry Funk gimmicks. (laughs) Give me some panties. I'm actually going to assume that Terry Funk booked his own shit. He's like, if I'm going to (laughs) lose and never get booked again in this company, I'm going to run with that. Here's a segue for you. Terry Funk was known very well in Japan with wrestling as a gaijin, right? Yep. All right, Great Muda was a great Japanese wrestler. Well, he still is a wrestler, I shouldn't say that, until he gets his last match. But 
this last weekend, he had uh, a joint promotion between New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah. It was called The Great Muda Bye Bye, uh, was the name of the, the pay-per-view itself. And the main event had Great Muda teaming up with AEW's Sting and Darby Allin. This was the first time Sting had been in Japan in since probably the early 90s, maybe the late 80s. So big deal by that, Darby Allin. And they went against, oh, and they were also, a couple, I need to go watch this match because I haven't had a chance to. But reading the description, the three of them came out with the great Kabuki, which is fucking awesome. doesn't matter if he's like 90 years old by now. Like, that's so cool having all those face paint people together coming to the ring to go against Hakushi, who's a big favorite of, you know, me and Chris from early 90s fucking WWE, uh, obviously Japan. Uh, Marafuji, which we've talked about, Pro Wrestling Noah, their their ace, if you will, and uh, Akira uh, Nomagi, who's been over there for a long time, always come out with like the great mood, a great Kabuki type of presence, and they beat them. And uh, we'll talk about what happened afterwards, leading to KG Muto's last match. But this was it for Great Muda. He had a match with Shinsuke. We already talked about great match coming out. Like, they're really doing all they can. And, you know, it reminds me of Jushin Liger, Chris. Like, all the organizations in Japan are getting together and really celebrating Muda for what he is. And I haven't had a chance to watch this match. I I don't know if you have or not. But just really cool. I mean, you got Marafuji. You got Akira. You got fucking uh, Hakushi going against Muda, Sting, Darby. You got the Kabuki there, you know. And then, obviously, what happens with Naito afterwards. Um, awesome shit. Legendary for J- Japanese wrestling. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this. The last uh, KG match I saw was the Shinsuke, which was the what I thought was the setup for Naito. But um, So he had some... Uh, Naito had some extracurricular after this match as well. Yes, uh, Naito comes out, and they, or I think he might have, I don't know, I, I need to watch this event, but I think Great Muda, it might have happened later during a Naito match or something like that, where Keiji Muto challenged him for his last match. So, like I said, they're keeping, you know, Keiji Muto still in Great Muda like they're not the same person. So his last singles match was against Shinsuke Nakamura. This was his last match, period. With Sting, but then Keiji Muto still has his last match against Naito, uh, which, like I said, that is set up. Joint promotion, all the big ones, you know, from the smaller ones like DDT, you know, to Shimmer, to New Japan, All Japan, um, Presley Noah, Dragon Gate, all of them are going to be included for one last pay-per-view for Great Muda, and his match will be against Tetsuya Naito. Or not Great Muda, I keep on fucking it up. Against Keiji Muto. Ugh, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it, everyone knows what you mean. <laughs> but, uh, going back to kind of what you were talking about earlier with Great Kabuki and uh, Great Muta, like early on when you were like five or six and you walked into a drugstore, right, and you saw the pro wrestling illustrated back when wrestling magazines were a thing. If you saw one of those two on the cover, I had to have it. I was like, I, I Justin Thunderliger was the same way. I was like, what is this? This is yeah. amazing. 
Um, superheroes and super villains and shit. You know, there was a rumor for a long time, and they kept it up in NWA, kind of like Giant and Andre the Giant, that Muda was the son of the Great Kabuki. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes no sense, but we'll roll with it. Um, there's like a there's like a ten year difference I think between the two of them, <laughs> so that would be physically impossible. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I I just remember going into the drugstore and seeing those magazines with uh, uh, Great Muda and and the Great Kabuki and like uh, Justin Thunderliger and I'm like what the, why am I not seeing this? <laughs> and then Psychosis came like he came to WCW and I'm like okay kind of seeing this you know and and we did get Muda here and there and uh, even Great Kabuki here and there in WCW and stuff. But if, if you were like uh like where you were living up in Boston, so you we probably didn't get any of that. Really? Like Nope. Yeah, so you just kinda had the to look at it. First time <laughs> you had to look at it at the drugstore and be like, Oh, what's this? Yeah, man. Um the first time I it was those pro wrestling magazines when I was younger, because I didn't know who the fuck they were. And obviously WCW NWA, I knew what that was to an extent. Because you got to understand, like, the the original WCW figures that didn't have any type of articulation, or I forgot what the hell it's called. I think it's articulation. I could be completely wrong. But they couldn't move at all. They were just, like, little plastic fuckers. I had Lex Luger before he came to WWE. I had Sting. I had Tom Zink. And I think I had the Great Muda. And it's just because they look cool. Like, I didn't really know who the fuck they were until later. Uh, but yeah, great Muda. I know him actually better for, and this is probably not the best thing, either being part of the NWO and being that really cool looking guy that's part of the NWO that would show up, you know, in, in late 96, early 97, and then he disappeared. And then he had all those matches with Vampiro and Sting right at the end when WCW started really going downhill. So, um, yeah, I had to go back. He's definitely someone I had to go back and watch. I never saw that ridiculous cage match where the fucking thing caught on fire with Terry Funk and him against Sting and 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 Ric Flair until years later when it was tape trading and shit. Or me going to Suncoast movies. Do you remember that? Chris, you are still on mute, if you did not know that. Christopher, we lost you, good sir. You're still on mute. Hey, 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 hey. 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 Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Here I go now. Um. No, I miss Stone Coast, man. I miss tape trading in general. If anyone's to uh, do some DVD trades or some download trades with me, uh, at Chris Arfat on Twitter, hit, hit my DMs, and I will send you some stuff, and you send me some stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I just remember, like, as a kid walking in, and, like, my version of wrestling was kind of what, like, late 80s, early 90s, and then seeing, like, Jushin Thunder Liger on a magazine or, or Muda on a magazine and just being like, the fuck is this? I want to know what this is. <laughs> this looks incredible. And uh, 
I hope that like there's wrestlers out there that are still that. That's why, you know, as much as I don't like um, Bray Wyatt's gimmick and stuff, there there is still part of that, right? Like the the kid inside of you that wants that to be good. I just wish it would be a little better. Like you know, some of these mystical characters, and I would even say New Japan right now is lacking it. They went really hard into the strong style, but they don't really have have like a muda right like or i guess tiger mask is still well one of the tiger masks is still wrestling out there somewhere but uh yeah it was part of it you remember like when you would open one of those magazines and there was like a back card where you could fill out a wrestler (laughs) like create your own wrestler and send it in and they would mail your shit back like a D &D type thing (laughs) back in the day which which kind of probably sparked my interest in efeds later on because i'm a fucking nerd uh shout out to our efed group we're starting on this new AEW (laughs) game that's coming out (laughs) but um yeah i just i I remember it very fondly and it's uh crazy to know that muda's gonna be gone very soon but him and naito should be Amazing. I think that's going to be an incredible match. If anyone's going to get a great match out yep. of him, it's going to be Naito. And Naito is probably going to kill himself to have the best match he can. Um, all of getting dropped on his neck. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Muto shows up at the Rumble tonight. I do. I, I am going to make the bold prediction on that. I like just the tie-in with WCW and the fact that he's in the in, – either in their hall of fame or deserves to be in their hall of fame. I could easily show him like show up, do something, uh, you know, with, uh, Oscar and then in, end up in the men's rumble at some point. Not necessarily win it. I don't think he's going to win it, but a lot of people were, this is actually a good question. Um, a lot of people are wondering and that dude, I love your whole idea with Oscar. That's why I put me on this track. Now that Shinsuke, and it was allowed by WWE and, and very publicized which in, within the wrestling community. Obviously, WWE stands on their own historic level or whatever the fuck. But is there any – since Shinsuke Nakamura beat the great Muda, sucked his fucking – you know, and we've seen him in Japan at least – Rock the great Muda, like, you know, having the body paint all over him and the demonic face – uh, done by the same uh, person that did, used to do uh, Finn Balor stuff. I think Finn Balor actually kept them and made them come over here or whatever, but I can't remember if that's true or not. Uh, but could Shinsuke kind of don more Great Muda-esque things like face paint, spitting the mist, or is that not going to get over over here like it usually does not, uh, unfortunately, as much as in Japan? Are they going to add him into like Rhea Ripley's? I'm just going to call it Rhea Ripley's group at this point. Are they going to add him into that? Because if they add him into I that, w- I would rather I would rather him stay by himself and just being a lone fucking demon you know. crow sting yeah. kind of thing. The only thing the way we had close to that was Finn Balor, and he doesn't do that anymore. So no one's think, doing that. I think it would work, and Shinsuke's great. I just don't know that they. I mean, they've never pushed Shinsuke outside of NXT. They've never pushed him yeah. to the extent that I think that would come to fruition. Um, I know Triple H is in well in charge for the next uh, until after Mania when they sell the company or whatever. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, I don't, I don't think this is the time period to be pushing. Like, I don't know how Shinsuke is what, like 42. I don't know this time period to be pushing a guy that I, I think he likes being in WWE, but doesn't actually from what we've seen from I want him back in some of his interviews. Yeah. Like he, he seems like he's ready to at least work back there, not necessarily go home and live there, but because he seems like he likes Florida a lot, but, uh, <laughs> He, he well, doesn't. you know what you were saying, kind of tie in to maybe if Muda were to come out for a rumble, if the very least, if Shinsuke's in the rumble and he has a presentation like the Muda as like a nod, that would be pretty fucking awesome. I mean, as a wrestling nerd, and I don't think this is going to happen. Taker enters the rumble. The next thing is Muda enters the rumble and they eliminate each other. I would fucking mark out. Like, they don't even have to do that many moves, right? <laughs> like, just hit each other a couple times. Uh, Muda hits the miss. They both, get, they both get pushed over or something and, and take her chokes them after they hit the floor. Like, y- you don't have to do a lot with with something like that. I, you know, that's that's one match. I, I've always clamored for that even more than Sting versus uh, Taker. Me too. Because, I mean, Me like, Crow Sting is, like, fine. But, like, Muda versus Taker just always seemed more intriguing. There's something about Muda's character in general. And, and in pro- part of it is probably just because we didn't get that much of it in the United States or whatever, but like something about the mist being able to defeat Taker always seemed fun to me. If you're going to go into that. I also like the, I always like the Japanese horror versus American horror concept too. Cause Taker's made up of a lot of different, horror elements from over here and obviously uh from the 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 far west great muda always had his presence or not the far far east whatever is it the far east wherever the fuck it is he always had elements of asian horror things within his they're, character they're all in the ring just catch a fucking stunner from stone cold that's how we're <laughs> goddamn kid goddamn muda took one hell of a bump <laughs> But regardless, what? Uh, regardless, this year is going to be a year. By the time we come back to 2024, Chris, Great Muda, Sting, Dustin Rhodes, Edge, um, who else is Ultima Dragon? All of them are on their last stretch, man. Ultimo Dragon will never retire. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he will retire at some point, but isn't he running the company? Dude, he's been. He's so, but he's still fucking amazing. I wish we got, did we ever get a high profile Great Muda versus Ultimo Dragon match? It had to have happened. I was thinking yeah, about I think that so. Uh, I was thinking about, have you seen Ultimo Dragon in uh, WWE? He kind of just yeah. had like, a yeah, he was awesome. Match. <laughs> no, it was not. Well, it was, not. It was a lot of spots, but it was not a good match. Well, no, I just remember his run. I don't remember a specific match, but I remember his run being like, Oh, fuck yeah. Ultima Dragon is on SmackDown. That's awesome. He's got 85 uh, titles. Look at him. <laughs> Which is... Dude, that that was crazy. And then they, they gave it to... Uh, what's his name? The great... Um, Sasaki. And he won all of them off of Ultima Dragon. But what are you going to do? But, um... All right, well... Ultima anything Dragon, else? Dragon, the original Roman Reigns out here defending 17 titles at a time, I guess. Or the original Kenny Omega. <laughs> Uh, that is true. Kenny Kenny Omega did do that. 
hopefully he gets his visa straightened out. That's why you've not seen him on TV. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, dude. I, I re I saw that actually right before about to go on, uh, Kenny's having problems. He's a dual citizen with Canada and Japan, and he's having problems getting back into the U.S. where he resides and has his actual residence in Florida. That's uh, that's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. You feel like he would be able to just show them a video of all of the stuff he's done in America over the past three years and be like, look, I'm working <laughs> actively, but apparently the government doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, I hope he can uh, get back in soon. I know that apparently he was mad that he couldn't do anything for the uh, the Briscoe show. Um, he, yeah, he was super pissed. Um, I do want to I do want to give a shout out to Tony Khan a little bit for driving that home so hard. Like the fact they needed a tribute show, and then also a shout out to AEW Twitter fans out there for fucking burying. <laughs> Hearing WB, uh, WB, whatever the other acronym is for WB Discovery, right? Is that what it is? WBD or I don't know. Yeah, it, the but, TBS uh, fucking executive, which there's many of them because Jim Cornette wanted want someone to dox the person and he got like 50 different people and he's like, all right, well, obviously there's many them. people in charge of them. <laughs> But, but uh, the, what happened is like immediately everyone turned off like when they saw like you doing the slap fight and it happened again this week and that poor show they got to move that to a different night because I feel like they pissed a lot of people off Twitter uh, they stood up a little bit for it, it's it's kind of nice when you see something like that and uh, I, I give Tony like Tony Khan props he came out the entire time he's like look it's not me they just won't let me put him on there. They won't let me put him on there. And then um, and he fought. They did the trick. They he fought, and they did the tribute show. And the next day, they signed the new television contract. <laughs> so he must have held out on the television contract for that. Which props on him. I don't know if uh, that kind of flew under the radar, but the new TV contract for AEW is out there, if you, floating around. If you guys want to see that, but yeah, good on him, man. I mean, that's, I don't know, that whole entire thing is just, it was ridiculous, but I'm just, I'm happy that Mark's got a platform. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that. Um, I just, I just assumed that he was scared of Samoa Joe, so he had to make it happen regardless. <laughs> I'd be scared of fucking Samoa Joe. God damn, seeing him break down during the tribute show. I cried, dude. As soon, as soon as Samoa yeah. Joe started crying, I was like, I'm done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it was like ten minutes into this thing. I'm like, I'm already, I'm already done. That'd be like, yeah, it, it would be like seeing Harley Race cry, you know, like fuck, like the toughest guy that you see on television. He's breaking down over this. You got to fucking take point to it. I did too, honestly. Har Harley Race just cries bullets that he puts in his gun and orders people out of the locker room. <laughs> tell. I want you to tell Hulk Hogan to get his ass in here. <laughs> Jesus. They're like, no, What's Harley. up, Harley? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Harley race. What a G. R.I.P., homie. <laughs> Rest in peace. Should we, uh, should we go over uh, of Raw um, 30th anniversary? 
we can't. Would you want to just talk about the lead? I mean, the lead story is just all the Bella stuff that came out after. It kind of overshadowed the show. Other than Raw, like popped a huge rating um, at the beginning and then fell off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, we 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 can talk about the Bella stuff. I think I like the whole trial thing. I thought that was actually the best thing on the show. Um, Kurt Kurt Angle as part of. <laughs> there's a couple things top tier (laughs) watching watch or listening to let's do the bella stuff first and then we'll go into this because i have i have some gripes for mr Uh, jim Cornette for his assessment of this thing but um yeah i'm sorry i i heard what nikki bella said and apparently they were supposed to be there but they couldn't and then, then they were mad that they weren't represented enough or that the rim, the women's evolution wasn't represented enough. Dude, the, the cage match, that stuff was bullshit. Cutting time to make sure that you have enough time for, even though it was a funny skip between DX, that was kind of fucking, that's some Bush League crap. I, I really wanted a cage match with Bailey and Becky, but whatever the fuck. Um, but I'm sorry, Nikki. It's not about you. It's not about you and your sister. Like, as much as Total Divas made a lot of money for WWE, it also started you becoming bigger as well and making you a lot of money and then having your own television show. You became the Kardashians of fucking WWE because you were on their television product, okay? So as much as it did... You did for them, they did for you. And the representation of the fucking wrestling. But let's see. Paige is now Soraya. She's over on another fucking platform. So obviously they're even though they showed Jericho and they showed other stuff, they're not gonna really go into that. AJ Lee is is a dead topic because they don't want to fucking probably a combination of they don't want to really piss off punk and they also don't want to fucking just even acknowledge it. So, like, from your era specifically, what did you want? Just a highlight of, of you and your sister? Your sister fucking sucks. You got better in the ring, and I've always said that about Nikki. But really, two fucking divas that want to, like, bitch, like, I don't know. I, I feel like they take credit, and even if they were just trying, you know, or she was trying with her comments with her sister to help the other girls, like they were mentioning Sasha Banks, she doesn't work for the fucking company anymore. Like, what do you want? Is it really about them or is it about you? And you wanting to get your fucking name out there. Thanks for fucking great wrestlers. That's all I got to say. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to bury them as hard as you did. Because <laughs> I, I think they did make some valid points. Like when you talk about the women's re- revolution, you need Soraya in video clips you you need aj league you need um you definitely need uh your your trish stratus's leaders of the world so some of the stuff they said made sense but they were supposed to be on they're on the fucking poster of the show i thought that they just got bumped off the show i didn't realize that they just didn't show up so they just didn't make the town is what you're saying (laughs) They had another event, apparently, that I think was in pretty much the same area, and they had canceled. This is what I read. I might be wrong, so, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. So 
They canceled and then bitched about it afterwards. Okay, so like you can bitch about like there's not enough female representation of what WWE was and how it grew in the the women's revolution. Like, fine, right? But if you're on the fucking poster of the show, maybe make the town. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe show up to the event. Um, so it's kind of hard to have sympathy. It's like I, 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 I do vibe with them. I get what they were saying. Like, just because you know Sasha Banks isn't there anymore, like there's no reason why she's she's not signed anywhere. She's pub. She's not publicly debuted. Like New Japan, there's no feud with New Japan in WWE. Like you easily show footage of her or whatever, you know, and, and like their claim of women's, uh, the, the part of the women's revolution is literally just Charlotte Flair coming in and killing them basically, uh, to build up the four horsewomen that sparked off what, what I actually consider the women's revolution of WWE and, and where women's wrestling is now in that company. Um, even though there was a lot of, you know, forefather or foremothers, I guess I should say, or for they thems or ends or whatever. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Like how you you're on the fucking, they were on the fucking poster. You didn't show up to, if they didn't show up to the event, that's really fucked up. I didn't know that they just weren't there. I just, I thought they got bumped from the show and that's why they were pissed. Like, like, you know, two or three things ran long and they got bumped from the show. And like, that would be an obvious reason to be pissed. And then yell about other things that you saw in a video package of like, you guys aren't showing enough women wrestlers. And and I agree. Like, I, why is Trish not there? Why is, well, actually I know why Trish is not there. She's doing that. Uh, Canada's got talent. She's doing that thing. She's on Canada's got talent, which is our version of America's got talent. Uh, but like Lita or Vicky James or, you know, there, there's other, there's a ton of stuff that you could have done with women um, throughout there and, and kind of showed that. So I'm not going to bash on too hard for that, but it's kind of like, we put you front and center. On, if they did, if, Dane, if you're right on this and they just didn't make the show and they were on the fucking like poster it's kind of like no one no one can take your opinion seriously at that point it's like if like you know remember in guns and roses you used to just bail out of concerts <laughs> and yep. like skid skid row would have to do guns and roses song before metallica came on <laughs> like that's kind of that you don't get a complaint about metallica at that point <laughs> That's on you. you. You didn't even show up. <laughs> Maybe if you would have showed up, you could have looked at the video package beforehand and been like, hey, I, I think maybe you should show that person. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. You know, poor video guy that's fucking probably been working for 48 hours trying to package this shit together. It was probably Jeremy schedule. Borash. Yeah, Jeremy Borash is just in the studio. Like, I'm going to clip as much like it's 30 years of wrestling. Right, and and then you, I just you uh, know, it's just weird. If they, I didn't I think know those ladies. Show up. I think those ladies have some entitlement issues. That's all I'm trying to say. And I think for as much success that Divas and Total Bellas brought to the WWE, you could also say that their fame and you know 
also has a lot to do with those shows branching off from them being a part of WWE. So sometimes it's like, you guys are already in the fucking Hall of Fame, for Christ's sakes. Like, yeah, I, th- I think that what... When, when I think about that pre, pre-evolution era, I think of four women. I think of AJ Lee, I think of uh, Paige, I think of Natalia, and I think of Beth Phoenix. I don't think of the Bellas. Sorry. Uh, even though, like I said, Nikki became a, good... a better wrestler. Definitely... Now we talk about transition champion champions. Yeah. Like the Bellas were kind of a transition between gaps. So I'm not going to give them too much crap about that. But there was also a time period where WWE fired the Bellas. And they were gone for two years and came back. That people forget about. They did a max. You can go look up their Maxim magazine cover. And they talk about. They talk about. uh, amicably leading wrestling and stuff and then they came back and they started the twin magic stuff they had like a a, like a little bit of a run but they're not like you know they're not jackie you know (laughs) they're not like trish lita china like i get where they're at but at this at the same like you definitely want to see more women shown in 30 years of raw like i get i get that i'm not but if they weren't even at the show, like, and you were on the, I need to clarify this. There's no way they were not backstage for this fucking thing. They just didn't show up. You, you do a little bit of research on your end. I'm almost positive. That's what happened. Cause I even listened to their thing afterwards and it was more like, okay, so you guys didn't do this, this, and this, it wasn't like we weren't included. And from all the parts, they I don't think it was like last, last minute. They just let WWE know like a week ago, maybe that they couldn't make it due to something. And I could have sworn what they were doing was something that was like fucking close to where they were anyways. But, you know, then they went and bitched afterwards sort of thing. Yeah, When they when they got pissed, I just assumed they got bumped time wise. I I just thought whatever segment they had got bumped off. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense to why they would be so pissed. Right. But it's, you know, wrestling is uh, for guys. <laughs> it's not, it's, there's not, we, we've only gotten into the realm of having really good uh, high profile female wrestling in the past, like, I would almost say like seven years, you know, like, I mean, it sucks. It is what it is. And there's great female wrestlers out there. But like, if you're doing thir- like 30 year recap, like, yeah, you're probably not going to catch everything. I would say you definitely well, should have like Sasha, you know, putting Charlotte in the uh, bank statement through that weird stadium bar. Like, there's definitely moments they could have included, but at the same time, it's like, well, we're putting yeah, her, but at the same her time, over like, in a video. She show up on AEW next week if we do that. What so. what 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 thing did they put in the video with Mark Henry? Did they put his speech of retirement and then beating up John uh, John Cena right afterwards, or did they put him in the bed with Mae Young? They put him in the bed with Mae Young. Shit happens. He's not part of the company anymore. So at, at the same time, it's like, which was the bigger moment? Obviously him retiring and then beating the shit out of John Cena in the in the same in-suit, you know? But, I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people are pissed off. Speaking about Mark Henry and also women's wrestling, apparently you are a bigot if you didn't like the match with um, Ruby Soho and... Willow Nightingale against, God damn it, I don't, 
Is that the blood the blood match they had on like? Yeah, apparently it's not the fact that it's not the fact that wrestling fans might have been worried about uh, uh, Anna Jay, you know, going through a table or not even going through the fucking table, just hitting her head on the goddamn cement. And even though a lot of us like Willow Nightingale, being concerned about Ruby bleeding so much, I don't even like blood that much in my fucking wrestling as it is. But it had nothing to do with that. And then he went on a tirade about. You know, you're you're not a fan and all this type of shit. It's like Dude, I love you, Mark. Mark, Mark Henry did this. Yeah, and like I love Mark Henry, but it's like sometimes, like I would never tell him to his face. But shut the fuck up, man. I mean, yeah, I don't want to get my head squeezed like a fucking grape, but at the same time, like there is company Kool Aid that happens in Ada. It sometimes things suck <laughs> within your own company. Or, or it was really dangerous and stupid to try to pull that off, and you did it like, anyways. Uh, if you watch that, uh, I think you sent me that reel, right? <laughs> of like all the botches happened just this year. That just table one was really bad. That was like a like worse. She than didn't a even New hit Jack the table. Spot. She basically got power bombed off she the threw, fucking apron. She she didn't. So I I don't know how to explain that. It. it like. She if got do a bubble bombed bomb, because you, they were doing... You're supposed to cup the person, and your ass is supposed to go through the table, and as they lay out, your arms are supposed to be underneath them so they don't fucking bump on the floor. And the table is yeah, there they, to break they your were, fall. They were dressed as the Dudleys, and she did a bubble bomb off the apron, and she hit the table, and then fucking power... But it's not even their fault. She hit like listen, a last ride... <laughs> Because if you listen to Jay Cargill recently explain that CM Punk had to, because he just went up and asked her, like, do you know how to hit someone with a chair? She's like, no, I have no idea. And no one fucking showed her. And she was supposed to hit someone in the back with a chair. And they just, he's like, well, I'm glad I asked you and showed her how to do it. So he didn't, like, what the fuck is going on back? Like, ugh. I mean, Jay gets a little bit of a pass because she is a, uh, like which she's like one or two years, but some of these casts they're getting into these situations. They've been wrestling for a long time, and I've been in locker and rooms. And some of it's just people. shit happens. But and Jerry happens Lynn's there. More. Like ask Jerry Lynn. He was an ECW. Yeah. If you want to ask somebody, you could or Madison Rain. I mean, they've been doing this for a while. I don't know. There's like a lack of communication though. It seems sometimes with yeah, AEW. I, I, I felt so bad because you see me there. She's like, you were right about Madison Rain because I said like when she got hired, I was like, oh great, she's not. She was never that good at wrestling. Hopefully, she's not coaching these people. And then someone immediately blamed her on Twitter. And I was like, this is not her fault. Like some of these people have been wrestling for like ten years. Like what she can, like Ember Moon has like four botches that are really bad. And she's trained but you by the You can't criticize her. No, you yeah. can. I will. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> Tell Booker to come after me. I got the Wendy's bandit on. He criticized her too. She got pissed. So he should like... cri- she's stop fucking up. People won't criticize you. You're like, I mean, these aren't like little like they're killing each other. And then this goes back to and I yell about this all the time. Just like you don't have to do so much, you know. It's possible that you could just have a match. Less is more. <laughs> like, you know, uh, Jade Cargill is actually, even though I don't, I don't think she's the most polished wrestler, and she does do. Sometimes she goes out of her limits of what she can do. 
at least she's doing less. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's working like a, uh, what like men wrestling would be like a big man match. You know, she'll have like one big spot or whatever, like Kane doing the, uh, the flying clothesline or something. She has like one or two spots that she does, but the rest of it's like kind of safe, but like, you know, if you're, giving someone like the last ride <laughs> off a table and they just miss completely like th- like 45 yards outward it's gonna be hard for me to defend that like mm, i don't know i i will say the emmy sakura and jamie hater they know how to wrestle <laughs> they, they had shit out of each other last night they had one hell of a fucking match and no one got hurt i mean relatively hurt they didn't drop each other on their heads i should say but they uh actually actually emmy sakura did drop fucking jamie on her head but no she did the she did the naito thing though she did the that's just dumbass japanese wrestling yeah but no that was that match uh wheeler yuda versus adam page was really good kevin owens versus uh fuck well with the ending with Sami Zayn, but before that him and solo sokoa were killing it uh, there was a lot of good shit, man. Um, I just like I, I bang on AEW women's wrestling all the time, but Emmy versus uh, Hater was fucking great. Just getting match. Yeah, those ladies are fucking awesome. I For love sure. her. <laughs> I love her so much. She's so good. She 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 reminds me of like Japanese uh, female version of like um of like jerry the king lawler uh especially like early 90s into the wwe jerry lawler when she's doing the fred Freddie mercury thing it kind of does check out that way <laughs> like you know like i don't know like how the way it, she's a yeah. heel yeah just gives me that vibe but uh yeah a lot of good shit last night let's talk about some more of the highlights for raw though um like i said i i loved everything with roman reigns and and uh, Sammy and their trial, although it was very weird that we didn't get what originally was announced, which was the ceremony with all the different, you know, Samoan wrestlers. I don't know what the fuck happened with that. I don't know if, like, there was a bunch of people over in Hawaii that was like, no, I don't think I'm going to make it, you know, between Haku, Alpha ha- and Sika. Ha- yeah, Haku killed all of them. Gorillas of Destiny are on the way. Something like that. Something to back like up that. Sammy. Like, what? I, I, yeah, I don't understand. But they also bumped, like, a big cage match on that show. So, Dude, dude, <laughs> did Paul Heyman not carry that whole entire segment, though? Being the prosecutor dude. and saying, ECW is dead, like I hope for you, Sammy! Ridiculous. Paul's, he's the best, dude. He's, uh, he's easily... You know, he's been doing it for so long at this point that he's kind of surpassed some of my favorite... Um, heel managers. I think he. I think he might be number one in my list now at this point. Okay, I, I've always said it's. It's for me. It's him, Bobby, and Jim. But I don't know who's number one really. It's kind of like they vary, especially the more I watch of them in the past and shit. But Paul's got to be number one or number two. Yeah, Paul's done it through for like four decades at this point. Late 80s, 90s, 20s, 2020s, or whatever, whatever the hell we're calling it. But like, he's, I don't know, he's just so slimy and just so good at being Paul Heyman. 
<laughs> but that whole thing, it was so overdramatic, but it was such great television. You know, you have Paul showing all the spots that Sammy fucked up and presenting that to Roman, him asking Sammy for his part and Sammy being like, man, fuck this. Like, I've, I've helped you guys so much. Like, I don't need this shit. I don't, I don't, I don't have. And Roman just like getting pissed and then telling Solo to fucking take him out. And before that, Jey Uso, before Jimmy, fucking saves him and then presents what they made for it. Um, just, just brilliant stuff. And Roman saying like, all right, fine. You know, you're good. We're good. But don't show up SmackDown. I don't want to see you until Royal Rumble. And then that would lead into their match next. Dude, I thought Jimmy actually got hurt. Like, I thought, really, that, that whole X thing, man. <laughs> fuck you guys. Like, stop doing that. Yeah, like, don't really do that. Thought, as a, yeah, I kept just on really going good. back. <laughs> I kept on rewinding and being like, oh, man, I really think he fucked up his leg. Like, the Usos are fucked. They're going to be done because of, you know, an injury. But, like, no, it was to bring Sammy in, and it worked, man. He fucking killed it. That whole thing was just great, man. I mean, I, I, I thought it was awesome. And probably the best thing on the card with a bunch of legends on it, too, you know? Yeah, it's, like, hard to get mad at him selling it so hard. Um, but at the same time, you're like, dude, I thought you were actually her, bro. And then you're like, oh, I remember when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's weird when that happens. There's very few wrestlers that can pull that off, though, with the, the fake I'm actually hurt kind of thing. It turns out Jimmy did a great job. Jimmy's just a great wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I, I man, that's it's still the best storyline in wrestling, man. None's touched it. Nothing. I mean, the the Brian Danielson chase for the title is interesting, but it's it's a little bit held down by the fact that they just keep making wrestle people that other people want to see with. You know, like, let's go, Sheeta or Takashita. It's like fucking poor Brian Danielson's out here. He's like, dude, I'm giving all these people five star matches. Like, what do you want? <laughs> Bandito, like Bandito's pop, like popping over Brian Danielson. He's supposed to be the baby face. Like, the fuck? <laughs> I probably should just take the pin at some point. Like, it's 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 a weird storyline. I think it'll be a great match between him and MJF, but it's like a. Yeah, that's that's the difference in fan bases of AEW versus Dude. Uh, WWE. Dude, WWE. Next week, though. It's gonna be Zack Saber Jr. No, no, it's uh, it's Billy Robbins or not Billy Robbins. God damn it, that would have been awesome. Uh, uh, Thatcher. Dead. Yeah, Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher versus fucking Brian Danielson. I cannot wait for that match. That match is, is gonna he- be awesome. Yeah, he has one more after that. I think it's going to be Zack Saber Jr. and and uh, you can you guys can awesome. blame this. You can blame this on um, Brian Alvarez, but uh, he pointed out the fact that Zack Saber is going to be here for a Defy show two days before the AEW show. And if you want someone to rip their arm out of their arm, Zack Saber Jr. is not a bad choice. And I'm sure Brian Danielson would love to have that match. Oh yeah. So. We get Thatcher versus Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Danielson right in a row. Like, I love the buildup is just that, like, MJF is going to work a Triple H-ass match. 
<laughs> once he gets in the ring with Brian Danielson. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to put up a fucking uh, a 60-minute match, but God I mean, bless like, him. I know Brian Danielson can handle that. MJF is a good in-ring worker, but he's going to have to follow. Like, he's giving Brian Danielson all these bangers, unless he just, like, taps or in, like, two seconds. Like, he's going to have to have, like, a, you know, 15, 20-minute match with Brian Danielson. And he's like, well, we just watched a lot of that with really, really, really good wrestlers. Not that MJF is a bad wrestler. They, they're just – he's a different style. He's Like I say, he's, like, like more like an ordinary Triple H it's going to be weird. I've never up. seen him go that long. Never. He's done it with uh, CM. He did it with CM Punk and Cody. Yeah, they probably went about 40 minutes, I would say. Yeah, you uh, know, the, the I, doll counter match was actually a long match. And honestly, him and um, Willer Yuta, I've seen a match that went about 40 minutes. I've never seen. It's going to be. If he pulls this off, man, and has a great performance with Brian Danielson in a fucking Ironman match. That's going to solidify him even higher than he is right now with just him talking on the mic and having great matches that are sh- shorter, basically. Yeah, but he's kind of like built himself into like, I want someone to rip the arm socket out of your arm socket into a singles match. Like, does he do like a stip change at the very end for the title or something weird? Um because he's got to find a way to beat Brian Danielson. He was basically unbeatable, I guess. This guy's out here murdering everybody. Except Samojo. He's scared. <laughs> he knows <laughs> what happens. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I am looking forward to that match. Samojo, uh, Darby Allen. Was it was no, holds, no Holds Barred? Yep. That's scary. <laughs> Joe's going to murder a man <laughs> on live TV. No, I'm kidding. Darby looks scared, honestly, uh, from his reaction to that. So he, he didn't forget, though. Two, yeah, they have two of the same storyline going on because Darby and uh, Brian Danielson are kind of both the sympathetic babyface characters who have went through this trial. So it's kind of a, I don't know. It, it, it'll be fine. I don't think... I'm maybe overthinking it a little bit, but it's kind of the same storyline. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like anything else on Raw that was big. Um, well, I, I like the DX thing. That was. That's the thing. It, it, you have these two parts that happen where if you're not a fan specifically of WWE, like our age, I would say to people into their early forties, I guess it's not going to be as suitable for you, but I thought the DX up was hilarious. I understand the concept of, (laughs) of the comedy was very Monday night raw esque, whatever that is, but I loved it. I I thought them coming out, them not, not really looking behind them. And I'm like, counting all the people. I'm like, is that Billy Gunn? I'm like, that's oh, fucking Kurt Angle. Like, what the fuck's he doing out here? And they get in the ring, and Road Dog does his whole thing, and then he's like, "The be- Kurt, what are you doing out here?" And he's like, "I've always wanted to be a part of DX." Like, it's it's Kurt Angle esque. It's it's a smiling fucking Kurt when he had a team with Seth Rollins and fucking Roman or John Moxley and Roman or whoever, because the other one got injured. You know, just smiling like an idiot with the Shield outfit on. 
Like, I love fucking Kurt Angle and, like, the comedy. And then you have Imperium come out and, and uh, you know, um, the whole, like, camaraderie between them. And Walter is just looking directly at Triple H. And you're like, this would be really cool. And then Triple H is like, yeah, 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 I'm retired. I don't know what the hell. And then, you know, they everyone... The one that got the biggest pop, I'll keep on remaining to say, Shawn Michaels, because everyone knows he could have one last match if he wanted to, but whatever. <laughs> you know, and Shawn's like, no, 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 not happening. And it keeps on bouncing around. I like Road Dogs, like, you know, walking up, and he's like, I don't know why the fuck I'm even doing this. Like, this is stupid. They get the Kurt Angle after they have a huddle, and Kurt's like, no, 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 no. But you know that any of those matches would have been awesome back in the day, and... You know, you involve randomly getting set to come out and Street Profits and setting up a match. But I thought it was fun. It did take up too much time. It kind of fucked over the women's cage match that was advertised. But at the same time, it's like, even though we just got the DX reunion not too long ago, it it was fun. It was nostalgic. Um, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like 10 of the top. It's it's like uh, ten of the top fifty stars of the past year all on one show. So if they go a little long, sorry, Bailey, Becky, shit happens. It, I mean, it sucks. Like I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it, it, maybe just cut out a couple matches. Like I don't, you know, they're gonna go long, especially if you let them do their own shit, which is why that stuff works a little bit better than this stuff where it's just such a hard cutoff, you know, with promos and shit, like, especially when you get in those video segments, like, yeah, when people kind of have like notes of what they want to do and where they want to get with the promo, it could take a little longer than whatever was planned on TV. Yeah. I and, don't, and- I don't think you cut your main event for that. though. <laughs> Maybe cut some of the other bullshit. I saw this show. It's a three hour show. How did you fuck this up? Yeah, and they had the first hour free with no commercial break, so it's really not the best, you know, excuse why they couldn't make time. But either way, it was fun. Um, how'd you feel about the poker game? I mean, it was funny. You know, some some of those guys got flown in for that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you could have cut that for the Bailey Becky cage match. But it was fun. I mean, like, if you're a fan of the APA, like, them getting mad when people tried to walk around the weird wooden door frame they just brought with them that just enters nothing. Um, I mean, it's just, it's it's those jokes, right? Like, this is very a nostalgia show. And uh, it works. Like, they had super high ratings. They fell off by the very end, though. Which is, I don't know, maybe that's why they called that cage match, honestly. Is the ratings dropped off pretty hard from the first hour to the second hour, apparently. But, I don't know. Man, people love nostalgia. Everybody wants uh, Ron Simmons to win the heavyweight title. That'd be amazing if he, won. <laughs> he just shows up and clotheslines the shit out of <laughs> Roman. He's like, my title. My title. That'd be great. Damn. <laughs> uh, I love Ron Simmons. IRS came there. Took all the money. 
no one no one realized that's that's Bray Wyatt's dad. But yeah, it's like the weird like how many people at this point like they're digging back thirty years. And granted, there is an older audience that watches the show, but you know, you're you're kind of dating yourself a little bit. Yep. When you're, you're like IRS, <laughs> you remember him? <laughs> that's like uh, that's a very it's uh, a very broad. Do you remember him? <laughs> like, did hey, IRS man, ever hold a title belt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like IRS was a great wrestler and stuff. And I remember him, but like, did like did he have the IC title one time when he was managed by Ted DiBiase, which makes no sense because. Why would this shady billionaire? Well, actually, it kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna what, say. What side of the fence you sit on? <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I'm trying to remember. Like, uh, I remember he had like a clothesline called the Write Off, <laughs> which was pretty good. Like, I like the name of it. Like, it was uh, basically the JBL clothesline. He just called it the Write Off. That was a was a solid it's, finisher. It's just like, you know, for like someone like Medusa or DDP, like I think that like Jim Cornette was going through it and he's like, oh, you remember DDP, one of the biggest stars from Monday Nitro? What, did, did he say anything throughout the whole course? No, he just said bang. Oh, that's good. That that wasn't a waste of fucking time, basically. Like, I can agree with stuff like that, but at the same time, it's like, what do you do with everyone? I get he was trying to say like you should have like had a lot of those wrestlers kind of talk to some of the younger wrestlers backstage or just brought them out and kind of like represented them but like I don't know it's WWE man you know it would be I'm great proud. to see Shawn Michaels have a heart to heart with some fucking wrestler but is it really necessary probably not No and I think it actually would diminish the when he finally does do that in NXT, right? Because eventually it will happen. But the last thing that we should probably talk about uh, on this thing was, you know, you have LA Knight come out. Talks a <laughs> lot of shit. Um, and he's basically talking about the whole Bray Wyatt thing. All of a sudden we have lights go out. Everyone thinks that Bray's entrance is going to start up. And then, you know, the gong, Undertaker's here, but then the music changes, lights go up, and American Badass from Kid Rock comes on, and we have the American Badass himself, Undertaker come out to the ring before he can say anything to LA Knights, talking shit while trying to get the fuck out of the ring at the same time, gets halfway up the ramp, Ray Wyatt's music comes on, he comes out. Uh, he's chasing Bray Wyatt back into the ring, walks into a choke slam. Um, Bray comes in the ring. Undertaker's about to give him a choke slam. Pass him to Bray. Bray gives him Sister Abigail. LA Knight's done. And before he leaves, Undertaker comes up to Bray Wyatt. They kind of have a stare down. Then he whispers something in his ear and then walks back up the ramp. And that was basically the segment. Uh, Undertaker you know, basically kind of commented on this, that this is a huge moment. And Bray Wyatt commented that basically thanking him for everything. And we don't know what was said between Undertaker and Bray. He could have been like, 
I got a big fart or something. We don't know. I have to apologize for that media match we had in Miami, but I was thinking about Ronda Rousey and The Rock. He was just was enamored that, by it. it. But, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I like this. This is good. This all goes back to what we've, you know, you probably, I think, been a little more critical than me. I guess I'm Jim Cornette to your Brian Lass on this. But I want to see... And it's going to be really hard for me to think it's going to be good because the lights out match. But tonight, let's get to the match. Let's see fucking Bray do something. It's he not. Plays. It's an Uncle Howdy. They, I mean, it's just built into a fucking. It's just a. So there was the confirmation. Do you want me to tell you? No, I don't. I don't know the confirmation. But lights out and Uncle Howdy is hanging around. Back, backstage reveal of who Uncle Howdy is, officially. Well, it's a dark out match, so like the lights will go out and then they'll show like who Uncle Howdy is and it'll be Bray Wyatt, but that's not actually Uncle Howdy. We got you. Surprise, guys. Well, no, no, no. I, from, from the SmackDown taping, I guess someone found out who he was and uh, it's who everyone thought he was, basically. Yeah, it's fucking, it's his brother. Like, everyone Bo knew Dallas. that, but he's Bo. <laughs> and, Bo and Bray leaves. also... Recently, in an interview said that he'll never go back to the original Bray Wyatt because um, Birdie is not here anymore. So that's gone. And he said he's never going back to the Fiend either. That's done. So that was a, a confirmation for, I guess, Bray Wyatt fans, you know, that he doesn't yeah, maybe, plan on going back to either of those. Muda, maybe Muda will spit, spit green fate, uh, mist in his face and we'll get that cool ass character he was talking about on Twitter. He never came through with. Well, yeah, he never signed anything, but yeah, that was. If I don't know how I feel about this. I, I just if, want a good match. I mean, if you're asking me, like, Bo Dallas will have a good match, but if you're like, are you excited to see Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas have a match? The answer is no. I would, like, yeah. actually, I'd be more excited to see Bo Dallas wrestle other people. So, regardless. <laughs> LA Knight's probably going to lose tonight uh, in the uh, the the whatever match. Do no, you th- he's going to he's going to win. Do you think so? Because you think Bo Dallas is going to get involved and fuck over Bray? Uh, yeah, because the win because the win doesn't matter. It's WWE. They don't care about that. Like the the, the wins doesn't matter. Like LA Knight so, will we'll, we'll put him over while continuing this other storyline. So like do you think LA this storyline, but it's not going to do anything more. Do you think the storyline is helping out? Um, LA Knight at all like is he not getting anything on him really because he's still high profile he's interacted with the Undertaker now Uh, he's probably going to win tonight from what you're predicting is this helping him out in comparison to when he was on NXT yeah I guess so or beforehand just in general I mean he's getting TV time he's gotten promos I mean Kevin Owens kind of had to do the same same thing Sami Zayn the same way you're just going to take your L's but like he's good enough to pull through it, right? Because he can wrestle with everyone, and uh, he's a great fucking promo. Yep. So yeah, for him, it'll it'll work out. I don't know that. Like if you put like a rate, like if you put a the hell was that guy's name? Heidenreich. Yeah, if you put Heidenreich in the situation, I don't know that it would work out for him. It did. You know, 
did not. I, I, <laughs> no, I was I was thinking of uh, was it Shinky or Shanky or whatever. Like, Shanky. Where the fuck did he go? <laughs> yeah, disappeared. Um, that seven that one... five foot motherfucker with the voice of a mouse. Well, oh, uh, who who is that? Uh, like, if you put like Rich Holland in this situation, it wouldn't work out for him. He's not good promo. He's not that good in the ring. So it's like no. L.A. Knight's good at both of those things. So yeah, he could he. I, I just feel like he's good in general, right? Like he'd work himself yeah. out of the situation. But yeah, like for the normal, like if they put me in this situation. I'm fucking the next uh, Brooklyn brawler over here. They call me the Gainesville brawler. Just uh, wrestling AJ Styles and squash matches. <laughs> call me the Gainesville brawler. <laughs> yeah. Last question about this. What did Undertaker say to Bray Wyatt? I, 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 I wish you were Alistair. <laughs> I already gave my prediction. He's like, I could have wrestled Sting, but you were already here, I guess. And Triple H said no. <laughs> Same show. I hope, Same I hope, show. I hope. Whatever happens tonight, I hope it proves me wrong. But it's very pessimistic at this. It's it's a hard relationship. Wanting another great mystic character to pull out, and seeing one kind of bury himself with great ideas, but like too many sporadic thoughts at once with Bray Wyatt. And then the other one, being on a program, well, before he when he was on Raw, they didn't fucking get him. And now it's like, they kind of get him, but I don't know what the fuck's going on with Malachi Black, so. If you put Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas into one body, they'd be like a fucking phenomenal wrestler. Oh, dude, it's, that would be fucking incredible. <laughs> because they're kind of exact, I like. I still like my idea better of, of Bray having Bo Dallas... Uh, take the possession of the fiend and him kind of more guiding him as that monster and just killing people in the ring. Um, but whatever. all of that, all of that stuff gets canceled out because they're still doing the weird Alexa bliss stuff on top of it. So God damn it, man. I don't even understand. Ugh, that's another it's, match tonight. Should we go with know, the Royal that, rumble? That'd be like if there was Michael Myers and then like Michelle Myers following him around or something like you know what i mean like at, oh at some you mean point, you mean everything they're doing in the comic books now to make like a female counterpart instead of just making good female rest or wrestlers and making good female superheroes they have to rely off of trying to like you know go off an ip it, it makes no sense because they have a scary female like rhea ripley she's scary she's her own character <laughs> like, you know ronda rousey scary as fuck Please do not twist me into a pretzel. <laughs> Scary. Like do not hurt that. me. I think you over I think people overthink this stuff. It's wrestling. It's not this is not like film. <laughs> it's re- good guy, bad guy, one ass whooper and like a coward or someone that cheats a lot. Like it's not it's white hat, black hat. It's good, you know, it's good the bad and the ugly. Even if you want to throw a shades of gray in there, it should be the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? It's 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 not fucking complicated. Jesus Christ, WWE complicates this shit way too much. But well, let let let's go over uh, the Royal Rumble a little bit. Talk about predictions, and then we'll uh, do the tribute show for AEW and get out of here. But we're on the subject, anyways. Uh, the three singles matches. We'll do those first. 
Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Mountain Dew pitch black match. Chris, what the fuck does that mean? Are they going to be blindfolded like Jake the Snake and, and Rick Martel? Or is it going to be like really pitch black? How the fuck would that work out? It's going to be a cinematic match. I just want to really. I think it'd be amazing that. if they. Uh, I think it'd be amazing if they just roll the die, and then like it landed on something. It was like big boss man dog kennel match or something. And they're like, all right, I guess we're doing that now. What the fuck what is was a bl- <laughs> blackout match? So it's a no DQ match. I don't even know, man. I, it's I it's a fancy know. way of saying it's a no DQ match with cinematography. With lights off every so often, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, I really pushed for Bray to go to New Japan and do something different. And like, if this is his first big match back and they're going to do a cinematography thing, maybe that like he just doesn't want to actually wrestle. <laughs> Do you think that Sasha listened to you um, instead? Yeah, she did. That's going to be an amazing match. I'm really looking forward to that. Honestly, that would be really good. I was like, dude, they need a creepy oh, guy. I should guy say over there. Mercedes Monet. Uh, Monet or money or Monet? Monet. Monet. You think Snoop Dogg I'm called her and was like, you think Snoop Dogg called her and was like, that name's stupid. <laughs> hey, because what, where the fuck are you at? You over in Japan? Why don't you just go by Sasha, singular? You can't copyright Sasha. You're like, I'm Sasha. People are like, that's Sasha. Or just Banks. Yo, cuz, you going to have a match against Okada? No? Oh, shit. Bro, Okada and her would have a banger of a match. I don't think it would ever happen, but... All right. <laughs> Uh, would you rather Sasha and Okada or Charlotte and AJ Styles? Sasha and Okada. I'm going Charlotte and AJ Styles. I, I, I think, think both I, of those I think, I think Rick awesome. watching that match would have an orgasm afterwards. But Oh my god! Whoa! Sorry. Anyways. Oh. I feel like AJ would get into teaching mode. Like if, if things got out of sync. Whereas, like, if things got out of sync with Okada, he's like, I'm just going to have to clothesline her. <laughs> She's just going to have to catch Rainmaker. <laughs> he just tells her Rainmaker. And she's like, what? No, it's only two minutes into this. He's like, well, you should have you been on top of it. What are you doing? All right. Well, um, yeah. Just very, I, those would be very different matches. Like a US TV match, yeah, Charlotte and AJ would have a fucking banger. Actually, that should be a, if they ever do an intergender tag team, that would be a great one. Yeah, Rick's kids, they can call it. <laughs> what happened to her husband? Oh, wait. You know, Andrade's great, but he can't work with WWE, so. <laughs> Yo, Rick shout loves out, AJ, talk, man. Shout, shout out to Tony Khan for being like, fuck you, dude. I'm not paying out that contract. You can just sit. <laughs> like, shout out to that. Because yeah. that, that was definitely like just a, I'm going to try to get out of this contract. <laughs> and Tony Khan's like, I deal with NFL players, bro. Sit down. You think Andrade <laughs> called him and was like, what about William Regal? <laughs> he's like, wow. Well. He's like 70 years old. <laughs> 
he wants to go over and help his son. Like, oh, that's the reason why he wants to go back. Gotcha. He's also not a performer on this show. He's just like, guy, yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be my wrestler. <laughs> so, all right, we're we're both going with L.A. Knight winning against Bray Wyatt because of involvement with his brother. Yeah, it was just uh, via fuckery. We'll go with that. All right, so Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. I think Bianca. I, I don't want to see Alexa Bliss win, and will she have involvement with this whole entire thing? I guess so, probably. But yeah, I, I want Bianca to have the fucking title to Mania. I want her to drop it to Rhea Ripley. Honestly, that's what I want. Like me. That's what I want. I miss like early Alexa Bliss. I she doesn't play a dark character well. <laughs> She's so good at being that Chris Jericho heel, like that yeah. fucking just, just bitchy do, fucking. Just do that. <laughs> oh, she's she's much better at that. I think I agree with you, man. All right, um, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Roman's gonna win, but there's gonna be something that happens in this match. The question is with this: Does this go on before or after the Royal Rumble? Because if it goes on before, I think it shows implications of where Sammy's going to be in the Rumble, if that makes sense. Well, last year, like last two years, the Rumble went on last, right? I believe so. So, oh man, I didn't even think about this. If Kevin loses the match and wins the Rumble, that's your Mania match. It could happen. I'm Uh, wondering if Sammy fucks up. Uh, doesn't help Roman, but Roman somehow wins, and then he goes into Royal Rumble on kind of the outs with the bloodline. Um, I mean, the ultimate bailout would just be to have Kevin Owens win here, and then there's like, well, we can't be disappointed. Dude, everyone would be like, what the fuck? So, if you do that, you change everyone's reaction to, like, what's gonna happen? Because now Kevin is the champion. He's gotta have Elimination Chamber that he might be a part of, or it might be another Royal Rumble concept. They've done both, where the winner gets a shot at, you know, the champion. But they only have one belt, so I don't know if they're going to actually do that. I don't know if they're going to – like, dude, they, there's a good chance that mo- both belts might be on the line with Roman for Mania. We don't know. We have no fucking clue. Yeah, no clue. I, I didn't even think about this, because if the title match happens beforehand, if Kevin wins it and then Sammy wins – the uh, the rumble. You got Sammy and Kevin for the fucking title. Well, it's also Kevin versus like an establishment, which he's really good at. Or you know, Kevin. Not only Kevin versus Sammy, but Kevin versus an establishment. And you have the you can have the Stone Cold tie-in leading to Mania, maybe even Night One for a tag match, and then the actual title match after that. Like I didn't even think about that because I always forget that like the. Like on the Rumble, the well recently on the Rumble, the uh, heavyweight title match is not always the uh, the main event. That's what I'm saying. You know, uh, Becky didn't she lose and she ended up uh, winning the Royal Rumble a couple of years back. So yeah, where she walked out like crippled or whatever. Yeah, and she took out like whoever was supposed to be going out or some shit like that. She just got in um, there. Like throwing fucking Germans like it was no big deal. <laughs> Pretty much. That. <laughs> but I will say personally, I think Roman's going to win this. So um, I don't know. Oh, Some... I don't know. I kind of hope it's what I just presented. <laughs> I, 
I would be very happy with a KO Sammy WrestleMania. All right, Chris. So last year we got, you know, Mickey James. We got a, like a lot of great names involved with the Royal Rumble. I think there's still going to be some people, you know, put in there that are legends outside of the roster. Inevitably, who do you think is going to be some of the, you know, surprises? And who do you think inevitably is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? Well, I feel like Medusa is going to be in this Rumble. That would be guess. awesome. Probably the Bellas. Um, you, you, you might want to make them happy. Or at least Brie. I don't know. Her neck's kind of fucked. But possibly. Yeah, like, what's she... Like, I don't even get into it. <laughs> Um, people I would like to see back. Uh, I don't know, just all of the NXT roster, all the female NXT. There's like 40 people out there. Pick, pick and choose. Tiffany Stratton. Hopefully she's in the Tiffany Rumble. Stratton. She's good. Um, um they've only announced Jade. like eight people for this <laughs> Rumble on the women's side. Yeah. Sorry about that. I would take the champion too, Roxy. I would take Cora Jade. Uh, there's definitely a couple females that, if not, that's it's like Braun Breaker for the the men's Royal Rumble. If if they're not, you know, coming up to the main roster, this would be a good time to highlight them before they do in a couple months. So, uh, it's about Nikita all, Lions. All, all, any all you of have those. to do is go over the top rope, right? Like hit a spot and go over the top rope. You don't even have to. No, you're you're just getting your name out there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they they have sixty females on this roster. They announced uh, what eight people <laughs> for the female Royal Rumble. Yeah, not many. Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm gonna go on a limb and say Rhea's gonna win this. That seems very obvious. But, Me too. Uh, but yeah, like as far as surprises go, I don't like. Do they need surprises? Can they get uh, can they get someone from Stardom? Can, is Carrie Zane working both both ways? Is she gonna roll in with the title or something? Like, I'm trying to think of what a female surprise would be. Um, the biggest one if Mercedes Monet fucking showed up, <laughs> that would be Britt, Britt Baker nuts. showed up. Yeah, that's that's just about as crazy. Don't see that happening. I'm trying to think of like any female wrestler that I know is out on their contract. I don't think there's any, I think all the big ones are pretty much held down. So Jordan, it's not Jordan grace. I, th- well, Oh, she lost to Mickey James. She dropped the title. You know, I don't know. I, I don't it's, know what her title situation looks like, but like, uh, or her contracts could, not title could Mickey, situations. could Mickey be making a second year as impact women's champion inside the Royal rumble? She did it last year. Oh god, she also got thrown out in like twenty seconds. So she did. if you're impact, hopefully not. If you're Lance Storm, who is an agent for that, you're like, no, it's not worth the amount of public. Like especially with Mickey James, because no one talks about like, oh, Mickey James is on impact. Like Jordan Grace, maybe, or like, you know, if you if you sent someone over that maybe normal wrestling, like yeah, you know, casual wrestling fans haven't heard of, they would look them up. But like Mickey James, they're like, oh, it's Mickey James, and she has a belt. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of one of those weird things where it's like, uh, I don't know, um, that boosted anything. I'm I'm gonna hope for um, Stacy Keebler because I miss seeing what she looks like. It's been a minute, 
So mm-hmm. she dated George Clooney for a while, and just like she all did. of her people. George weird. Clooney's very, very smart for doing that. Yeah, he's also a terrible Batman. He is a terrible win some, Batman. Win some, you lose some. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll take a Stacey Keebler for not being a great Batman. But... I won't. <laughs> if you gave me the career choice well, of being a terrible You're not the Batman. hero that we, that we want. You're the hero that Gotham needs. You know? yeah, I'm, the, I'm definitely the Casey Affleck of the situation where I'm like, no, just be a good Batman. Um. Yeah, no, nah, I couldn't do it, dude. Like, if you gave me the option of being Batman or dating, like, a good Batman or dating Stacey Keebler, I'm taking good Batman. But you also have a lovely wife, so, I mean, it makes sense at the same time. Oh, so. even if I even if I was single. Like, think about, like, how much heat you're going to be for being a bad Batman <laughs> the rest of your entire life. He's also a damn good actor, though, at the same time, so he kind of gets around yeah. it a bit. But for comic fans, he's just a bad Batman. Oh, yeah. He, he's like the Adam West wannabe, basically, Batman from those shitty movies. Um, all right. Well, let's let's go over not bad Batman, uh, just a World Rumble males match. This is the big one, man. Uh, there's 30 people. I'm going to guess for people that might show up. We've already talked about them. If there's any... Chance that the rumors with either Nick Aldis or Jay White might be true. It would be interesting to see if that actually takes place. I'll say that. Uh, I don't know how big of a pop they'll get, you know, but still it would be kind of interesting if that were to happen. Um, But I'd love to see, because he's been campaigning for a while now, Booker T to get a, a chance. He wants to be in the Royal Rumble. He's made it known. He's been you know wrestling with reality of wrestling and tag matches and shit it would be fun to see booker involved there's a chance someone like edge could come back again because he likes to show up at least for the last couple of years in the royal rumble um he's been out for a minute randy orton has obviously been out for a minute cody's gonna be there um other than that i don't i don't see too many you know big things happening i mean there is a chance steve austin or the rock could be a part of it brock is so he's gonna be a part of it bobby lashley is so he's gonna be a part of it so we're gonna see some mayhem happen um as far as who i think is gonna win chris i'm still stuck that cody's gonna win but i think he's gonna be a part of the last four um but I could be wrong. Maybe Sammy wins. Maybe The Rock wins. Maybe Stone Cold wins. I don't know. Uh, if if Austin and Rock aren't available, I think the last, like, four people is going to be Sammy, maybe Cody. Dolph Ziggler, because he always finds his way at the end. Just, of just a bump just a bunch. A bump. <laughs> just a bump a bunch, yeah. Maybe Drew McIntyre, you know. I don't know. In fifth place, Chris Jericho just somehow laying in a corner, even though he's not part of the, the company. And somehow he has a giant bump, like when he used to have the goat beard, like he had like a fucking horn on his head, like he did in 2004 or five. That was terrible. Fucking Tom, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, just Singapore cane right on the fucking head, nails him. Jericho has this giant 
fucking growth on his head for the rest of it. So great. <laughs> like, I, I, Jericho is like the goat for Royal Rumbles because he literally just rolls under the ring and hides and, like, it will show back up and get the shit kicked out of him and then hide or, like, tug a ring post with his arms. He, like, does the least amount of bumps possible in a Royal Rumble. <laughs> yep, Until, he like, just comes in. Someone so like sets when up someone... a lion stall, and he's yeah. like, "All right, I'm gonna do this one move." <laughs> but uh, who do you think? Who who are some of your maybe possible theories for uh, special attractions, Chris? And uh, who do you think is inevitably gonna win the Royal Rumble for the men? Well, I think it's Cody. Um, it's gotta either be Cody or Sammy. And uh, the, if I had to have like a far, like a broad, bold choice, I would say, you know, Stone Cold. And if you're going to do Stone Cold, it would be him screwing over Sammy. Or not Stunner screwing him over, just the, he just stuns him and throws his ass out of the ring or whatever. Stone Cold comes out of he gives Sammy the stunner. Throws his ass out of the ring. Roman comes down the ramp. He's like, oh, my God. And everyone's like, oh, no, we're part of the bloodline. Stone Cold's like, God damn right, kids. Drop you on them stack of dimes you call it a neck. <laughs> kind of. That, <that's, laughs> that would be really good booking. And then he'll trick Roman into having a street fight or whatever, and that'll be entertaining WrestleMania. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think those are your best two choices. Like like we keep on saying, if there's no Rock and no Austin, I think that either Cody or Sammy are your best choices to win it. The craziest thing about like the Rock, like the Rock did not have that good of a match with a really good Cena during that time period. So like, I no, know he was blown the fuck up, man. Well, he even <laughs> said the rumor is he doesn't think he can get in ring shape. That was like the last thing he told WWE. So they decided to pivot somewhere else. But we don't know if that's true or not. But that's the rumors going around. Apparently, and the exact opposite of Steve Austin. Fly a ring to my house. <laughs> Get out here and brawl, I guess. Well, but but you got, you got to understand, and me and you both know this, because uh, we know wrestlers and shit like that. There is a difference between being in shape and being in ring shape. You know, Ric Flair has gone off about this many times. It's a different beast. When you're required to be a part of the Royal Rumble, you don't want to blow the fuck. That's The Rock's problem is beforehand with John Cena, and this is when he was even younger. Yeah, he's in great shape, but he's doing so much shit. He's not practicing in the ring. He's not taking bumps. He's not. Yeah, he's talking about blowing up to look good on camera or whatever, which is just doing HGH in The Rock situation. Well, I'm, sa- I'm saying Rock is- blows up as in he can't fucking wrestle after a certain amount of time because he doesn't have the cardio for it. Anymore. Which is impossible in a fucking John. I feel like I have the cardio for a John Cena match. It's not like it's uh, it's not like a fucking Lucha Brothers match. And we've seen we've seen him go what almost an hour with Austin like three times now. <laughs> like before Austin that. and Kevin Owens had more more cardio, and half of that was a four wheeler. So like, how you doing? I'm doing all right, kid. Don't worry about me. I mean, I don't mean to bury the rock, but. Uh, I had a, a bodybuilder build, manager tell me one time, I was lifting a chair, I was like, you, you can fucking help me. <laughs> and he was like, nah, this is all show, no go. I feel like that's what The Rock is <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, I, I feel like maybe it's, no it's not, 
there, there's a chance it's timing based on his schedule, and that's the real reason, and that's been what we've thought could he's, be the he's, reasoning. He's no had two what. years. They've been talking about well, this for two years, Dane. <laughs> the thing is, though, have we ever gotten a confirmation that this has really been what's going on, or has it been conjecture because people want to see it? You know, it's not big, so. I don't think it's been conjecture, man. I think it's been reported enough for it's been two years. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens because there's 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 a good chance all this stuff is bullshit. Rock shows up tonight and wins a rumble. <laughs> Fucking Rock know. shows up, catches a stunner, immediately goes out of the ring. You know how uh, pissed hey, people would be. If that happens, look, if Austin <laughs> if Austin and Rock are in this and they come out. I want someone, I don't care if it's five people, to knock Austin out. And I want to see another match between The Rock and Austin at fucking WrestleMania. Fuck Roman. Fuck all that shit. Let's go back to that. And you can do, like, two out of three. And, like, let's find out who is the winner. Because Austin had the first two. Rock got the last one. So, that's all I'm saying, man. If, I, if we're going completely fan, you know, Markish, that's what I would want. I mean, you kind of came back after... Like the Rock Cena feud with the Miz in between there, like right when you restarted watching wrestling, I watched it through this, and at all points I was like, "I'm kind of on John Cena's side on this." Like, if you want to do the matches, Rock John Cena. Now they're both Hollywood. Now they're both cutting promos against each other. It's not Roman versus the Rock. It's uh, it's Rock versus John Cena. And also Batista, he shows up. He's like, I act as well, <laughs> and I'm in a lot better movies than you guys are. Just like the, just like Groot, say it like that. Uh, well, with John, the rumors are Austin Theory or fucking Logan Paul. So, I think I think um, John Cena giving Austin Theory the rub. Ever, I think I feel like a lot of people want to see that, right? Even though they don't wrestle. They look alike, kind of. He's like little mini John Cena, but uh, they wrestle nothing alike, which will be fun to see how John Cena would adapt to that. But we, I mean, Austin Theories like kind of does the AJ Styles thing, so it'll be fine. John Cena is yeah. fucking good, man. He can he can kind of wrestle anybody. Which yeah. Is, uh, really so I don't know if he can wrestle old ass Young Rock or whatever the fuck Rock's doing right now. I'm not, I'm not trying to give so much shit to The Rock, but it's like, dude, two years, bro. <laughs> like, this is, no. like, either do it or don't do it. Just, like, be like, I can't do it, Vince. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like Vince came back into power to try to will The Rock <laughs> to do this favor for you, and Rock's like, nah, dude, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> like, fucking Vince is like, all right, fuck you. Vin Diesel's winning the Royal Rumble. That's what I'd do. <laughs> God damn, kid! You got the Rock coming back, and then and like you know, Vin Diesel just basically barely bumps someone out of the ring to get the win. He's the last man in. He like bumps someone out of the ring on accident. He's like, doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Everyone would pop in that building. I guarantee you. <laughs> Oh man, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to Royal Rumble tonight. I'm gonna as soon as we get done, I'm gonna take a shower, maybe take a nap, and then get ready. And uh, you know, I, I I don't think I'm gonna drink. I, I realize like a lot of times when I drink while watching wrestling, I kind of forget everything that I fucking watched the day before. So uh, yeah, but it's but, way more fun when you're in chat about it, though. Yeah, that's a good point too. 
but you know, I, we I always have to them. dial each other back a little bit. We're like, eh. <laughs> it's uh, more interesting that way. But other than Royal Rumble stuff, like we said a- before, him, A W, Tony, uh, did Mark. Did we talk about the Mark stuff at all? No Mark. Uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Dynamite happened. It was definitely more of a tribute show. Uh, like we said, Tony, and they just renegotiated their contracts. I don't know if, like Chris alluded to, that had anything to do with it. But Tony went to bat and uh, kind of demanded this uh, for the wrestlers. Apparently, Jay and Mark got a hold of him and said that they wanted to do this. And that was the reasoning for Tony to really go hard to the execs and Mark Briscoe is now allowed on TBS and TNT. No problem. And they were able to promote this much more than last week as a Jay Briscoe tribute show. Uh, the matches were good. I would say, I, I, I guess that's the first question before we get into the last match, which was an incredible fucking match. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll give it time. But before that, Chris, was there anything specifically you want to talk about on the main card itself on Dynamite? Ricky Starks is on fire. And actually, Andrade looked like a million bucks, even though they ended up losing the match. I I think that, you know, it's important to put Chris Jericho over because he's like him taking the win there is not that big of a deal because eventually you think Ricky is going to beat him, right? So it's just to push the next guy. But, uh, I, I would say like I, I thought that match was really good. It's kind of it was kind of undersold. There's just like an overtone of the show of like we're waiting for Mark and Jay, right? Like so, um, but that that was a really good match. Like the um, action Andretti hit some weird shit I've never seen before. Like spot wise, that guy's fucking incredible. He's good, uh, man. He's like when I think about Ricochet before Ricochet was Prince Puma. Kind of like, you know, I, I think it will find a spot. I agree. Yeah, he's a badass. That match was good. I just want to say, hey, man, the whole thing is I love Chris Jericho. But will Ricky Starks be in a better place after this feud? Because his track record with past wrestlers haven't been the greatest, I don't think. Uh, I mean, with, Dan, with uh, Moxley, it has been. <laughs> Moxley's been on top ever since, right? So yeah, okay. Well, John Moxley. I, I'm MJ, talking about like MJF worked out pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that whole entire time period with MJF really was helped by Chris Jericho. It wasn't until after he was done with that whole entire <sighs> stupid fucking thing uh, before he actually got excelling. I think he actually went back. Eddie Kingston went against him and beat him at a pay per view, and has been completely obscure ever since. Uh, yeah, Daniel that's, Garcia. That's, that's booking, though. Like you know, I like, don't know. I think you give a little bit too much more, um, you know, praise into Chris Jericho, but a lot of people do. And uh, I don't I, think it's I don't think it's praise, but if you have Chris Jericho beat the guy three times after he gets a win, then like yeah, it's going to be hard to get him the fuck over. You know what I mean? Like that's well, I don't at least really think that's at least Jericho. Is at least Chris Jericho put over uh, Orange Cassidy. I mean, that was very necessary, especially in a fucking orange juice match. But either way, it was a good match. 
that's the that's been the thing about like Jericho is like if you ask him to put somebody over, he puts him over. Like he put over Eddie Kingston in that match. It's not his fault that the next three decisions was like, yo, Jericho, we need you to win. I, I even think the guys in his party, including Daniel Garcia, I don't know what person has been in a feud with Chris Jericho where they're better off afterwards. Um, I think he's sucking Ricky Starks dry, honestly. But, you know, we'll see what happens. When he's kind of obscure in a little while, I guess we can just pretend that's not a, a truthful concept, you know. Because... I mean, I, I, I think Starks is going to be whoever, like whatever they do with Hangman and Moxley, I think that's going to be Starks's next thing. Uh, well, we'll see. I, I, I just don't, I don't agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I just can't, I, I get what you're saying. Cause Jericho is kind of like a little bit of a clout horde. Um, but it's not Hulk like ish in nature, but he is actually, but not as much as Hulk Hogan. Like he is like, you know, he's taking losses and trying to put people over. But if you put him in a storyline where his group is super overpowered, you know, it's like, it's kind of a, uh, and, and part of that may be him. I don't know. I don't know how much he talks to Tony, but I'm not going to blame this all on, on Jericho, you know. Like, I feel like, you know, he almost got set on fire by Eddie Kingston. They didn't follow that up very well. There's a lot of things, like, they didn't follow up very well with Eddie Kingston and, and some of the feuds that Jericho's been in. But it's because a lot of these people get hurt. Or like other things happen, and Jericho is the constant. He is, uh, in a weird way, AEW's John Cena. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I can see where you're standing with that. Um, I'm trying. To, I'm looking through the card, like TNT Championship match. Darby Allen, Buddy Matthews had a good match, but I don't think it was anything like you know too crazy. I like Jungle Hook. Um. Yeah, the 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 I was uh, like actually kind of underwhelmed because I assumed that Darby and uh, Buddy Matthews would have a fucking banger of a match, especially after in comparison to uh, the last few Darby matches. I thought Buddy was going to bring it, and it was just kind of mm-hmm. there, you know. But uh, that may have just been time limit or whatever. They uh, weird working styles, you know. Bar, uh, Buddy is is used to that WWE style kind of stuff, so maybe it was a little bit of that, but. I don't know. It just uh, it didn't click as well as I thought it would be, because like we've seen Kenny versus Darby, and that's amazing. So you just seem like just do the same match in your buddy a little bit. It just uh, I don't know. It just didn't click for me. It wasn't a bad match. Like they didn't fuck up anything really bad or anything like that. Well, we we we, just... we had that weird thing in it where like Sting and Malachi Black and Brody King and for some reason Ortiz started fucking fighting around it. So I think it kind of like caused a distraction towards the, you know, the match itself a little bit, but I guess it's yeah, storyline. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just, it, it, I just expected a little bit. I don't know that the fucking, Did, the Kushida match put it on a pedestal for me of what I expect of Darby Allen matches. And maybe I should not expect that much because Kushida's fucking incredible. No, like that arm bar, like arm bar with the chair dive kind of thing. Oh my like god! I, I expected like but like Buddy to see that and be like, "All right, I got to go super hard because like he's like uh, Kenny Omega's clone." I thought he was gonna be like, "I got to go like if he went five stars, I got to go six stars." So I, it's it's on me more than anything else. It wasn't a bad match. They didn't, like I said, they didn't fuck anything up. It just 
in comparison to that Kushida match, it was just kind of eh. No. No, I know what you're saying. I just, like like I said, sometimes like the extra shit in between the match or right after the match is not really necessary, and I think that was like... I get you're trying to like, you know, progress the story between now we're going back with uh, Malachi's group, House of Black, against Darby and Sting. But like, it would have been great if Malachi didn't take a fucking break and we actually got the great Muda, Sting, and Darby like we originally probably going to get i'm assuming well and it was going to be the redeemer it was going to be uh that no that, that was a part of it too remember it was miro and then that kind of fizzled out and they still had the feud and then then it was supposed to be muda because he showed up and then malachi was gone so they just like i don't know what the fuck's going on so now now it's worked out and now it's going to be probably ortiz or last night eddie kingston was saying that he accepts House of Black. I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. It's it's weird. It's throwing that's, shit at the that's wall. We- Eddie Kingston being part of House of Black is weird. Unless he's going to get super DMX with it and just start quoting DMX. Do, like, do you think he's going to like stone cold it or some shit? Like he comes out, pretends it, and then he starts beating the shit out of all. Like that's what I see happen. Like a like a DDP type deal where he. He's like, I'm part yes. of the NWO. I'm not or part Moxley, of the NWO. <laughs> or, or Moxley with the uh, whatever the fuck their group was called with Chris Jericho way back in the day. Um, oh, shit. It's not Undisputed Era. That That's that's Adam Cole. Now I uh, forgot. Well, we know who all was in it. It was uh, Santino Ortiz, uh, Jake Hager, Jericho, uh, Sammy Guevara. I can't remember what the fuck it was called either. They came out as Judas. Chris Jericho wrote one catchy <laughs> tune. Wait, wait, time. Jericho's group came out as Judas? Never heard that before. <laughs> I just gotta think of that like I'm hating on Jericho. I love fucking Jericho. I just I hope his contract comes up and he goes back to WWE just so Kevin Owens can just fucking bury Judas. <laughs> like, can you imagine? <laughs> He's like, you wrote awesome. one good song, you nerd. <laughs> Just unleash Kevin Owens on Jericho. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be hilarious. You're not even um, from Canada. You were born in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Brian Danielson and Brian Cage. Great Thought match. Brian Cage looked like a million match. bucks. Did Brian Cage look like a million bucks in that match, right? Yep. Worked on his arm sec- the whole entire fucking time. <laughs> yeah, he really sold, like, I'm going to try to break his arm. And uh, Brian Danielson, being the consummate professional he is, and just being the absolute best wrestler in the entire world, I think he might surpass Okada this year. Uh, just God, selling, we need that selling match. and selling and selling. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, uh, we need him and Okada first. Again, yep. we need that. We need the rematch, but we also need like a three-way. <laughs> and I hate three-way matches, but like Okada, Danielson, and Omega, all those minds oh. working together, I feel like that would be very, very, very good. Uh, but yeah, like Danielson sold everything. There was this one power bomb, and I had to rewind it like twice. That uh, Cage hit. I was like, oh my god, he killed. Danielson, but it, like Danielson landed like perfect square on his back and then rolled off of his neck. 
to hit it was it's he's just so good dude brad danielson's so fucking good it's ridiculous no, he's, he's just he's incredible he, he like uh he like freeze frames every movement in wrestling it's 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 always been like that with him but he's he's definitely back in the flow of what he wants to do and i, I know mjf is not going to be that match i think it'll be a very very fun match but he's definitely waiting for like well as we've seen <laughs> throwing him against people that he wants to wrestle against which the Zack Sabre Jr. thing, like I said, he's going to be in, like Brian Alvarez said, he's going to be defied two days earlier, so that would make sense. It seems like he's going to go through a, a triathlon of like really they good were, wrestlers in the ring. Brian Danielson was supposed to have the match with him at Forbidden Door, but he got hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, Danielson got, uh, what do you, I can't remember, he like sprung his knee or something. Yeah, but it was supposed to be against Zack Sabre Jr., so that would make a lot of sense, and that would be a great match. Not only that, like, I, I feel like AEW, and also they Z- have this Z- relationship with New Japan. Can they do more with it? Because Impact's getting more guys than them half the fucking time. I guess Kushida was good. That was a good fucking person, but you know what I'm saying? Kushida was awesome. That should have been... It should have been Brian Danielson versus Kushida. I was like, why did we have that match? I mean... Dude, Darby turned it out. That was a good match, but I'm like, at the same time, like we could have had Kushida versus Brian Danielson. I I just I want them to bring in Filthy Tom Lawler. Hopefully, you know, Me I don't too. I think it's gonna be Zach Zach Saber Jr. Uh, but like bring in Filthy Tom. Have him just grab Daniel and toss his ass around wrestling style for a while. Um uh, well, that's probably just because I'm a that, big fan of Filthy Tom with his short shorts. Dude, that would be like that would be the highlight of his career, honestly. Like in Filthy no, he Tom, wrestled. He wrestled Okada matches. in G1. Oh yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of. But you know, that's... he loved to put that feather in his cap, even if he loses. Like that that's that's like an Okada match, man. I mean, Brian Danielson. That's why we all, as wrestling fans, would love to see them go against each other. But yeah, there, there was, there was kind of like a joke. It was like, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Like, uh, it was, it was on the uh, the podcast yesterday with Tom. I did the Tom main event podcast. Check that out. Um, but <laughs> some someone on the comment section was like, uh, "You win the Rumble and fight Roman at Mania." I was like, "Fucking take that payday, all the bumps, <laughs> like." how much that payday would be also like you don't have to do a lot <laughs> it's just mostly roman lifting you <laughs> no makes complete sense man fuck that <laughs> would you would you Give do that would you take the would you take the the wrestlemania knowing that roman would probably say you don't save yeah Obviously. I don't know that I would take the WrestleMania payday against like an Ahmed Johnson or something, but like with Roman, <laughs> you know, Roman or great Ahmed Johnson or a great Kali. No, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, but like a, with like Roman or something like, a, yeah. Or Kevin Owens or Sammy, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel like we could figure enough stuff out. to be all right. Yeah. No, Roman, I don't know. I, I, I really have found him, especially when he's kind of gotten, you know, um, 
Paul booking more, his matches. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that's definitely got something to do with it. But he's so good in matches now against he's he's shown himself against so many different opponents in the last like two years. It's like and had great matches with all of them. I can't fucking you know. Yeah, none of them are like good incredible wrestler. matches, but they're like really good matches on the show that he's on as a main yes. event. Yes, and absolutely. he's carried that show for forever. So, like, he d- he's not had like a five star banger, but they're all good matches. Well, you know, and this kind of has to do with what we're going to talk about in the main spot. But I think it was Caprice Coleman that brought it up with, uh, you know, uh, with Jay Briscoe. Um, he was really known for having. It didn't matter who the fuck the opponent was. He could actually, like, conform and have a great match with anyone. And there's a good chance that any wrestler he went against had one of their better matches, you know, within... I I feel like Roman is on that road, honestly. And that Jay already had, or or maybe even someone like a Bret Hart had way back in the past. You know, I, I feel like... It, he's been impressive the last year specifically, where it's like, there. Uh, look, a match with him and Drew McIntyre, I like both guys, but it shouldn't have been as good as it was. It was pretty impressive. Uh, I know they were in the UK, but he's been on point. Logan Paul, for Christ's sakes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was one of my good. favorite he, matches of last year. Yeah, he's he's fucking great. Yeah, if you give him a thing to do, he'll, he'll do it well. Like I. We've been talking about how good Roman is for years, even before he turned heel. So it's kind of a weird conversation for us. But there's a lot of people who's like, Roman sucks. And we're like, in what world? Roman's <laughs> like not as flashy is what they mean to say. You know, yeah, he, that... he does the things that all of your like 80s superstars did. Like, you know, he does more than Hulk Hogan or Warrior and Macho Man. Like, Macho Man has like five moves. <laughs> the black sandal, I'll take you and run your head over the top rope. breaker. I'll get the elbow drop at the end, brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, a lot of these, like, I mean, even if you go back and watch the Ricky, and I love the Macho Man Ricky Steamboat match, but it is very much like, rest hold, rest hold, rest hold. All right, we're going to hit our five spots. Wrestled, wrestled, wrestled. All right, Macho Man's going to his five spots. All right, wrestled, wrestled, wrestled. All right, Ricky's going to win the match. Like, it is, you know, it's for, like, people shit on wrestling too much. <laughs> like, it's, uh, can't everybody hit a 450 splash? Like, what do, what do they want Roman to do? <laughs> like, at some point. Like, is Roman just going to have to pick someone up and carry them all the way to the top of the, the building and give them a tombstone pile driver? <laughs> like, he's not a bad wrestler. Like, you want to see bad wrestling? Look at the, like, fucking AEW Dark. <laughs> like, women's well, division. Not only that, like, someone like a Brock Lesnar. Um, and they'll only talk about the shooting star press that he did with Kurt Angle, um, where he fucked it up pretty badly. But before that, he was doing it all the time. Brock Lesnar, still from those same type of fans, considered a bad wrestler. So I don't know what the fuck you can do at all 
you know, to to make them happy, Chris. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 what we have for, you know, WWE gave us so many spots over the years that it's now like when Randy Orton hits an RKO out of nowhere, it's not going to be the Seth Rollins curb stomp RKO out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those where it's like, well, you gave you gave us our your best shot already, so we kind of know what it's going to be. It's, mm-hmm. it's just weird, man. Like, um, if you if, people that love modern wrestling, <laughs> and look, I love modern wrestling. I watch this. I I watch the absolute hell out of it. It's really weird to go back and watch like a uh, you know a GCW like a Georgia Championship Wrestling early like before GCW was hardcore. Um, if you go back and watch some some of that or NWA or Memphis or like just I don't know man it's, it, it's kind of weird to think about like they didn't have to do as much. And uh, I think the prime example of that, and I put that in my top five matches last year, was the uh, the Austin match, the Austin Kevin Owens match. I was like, they did take all, but it was really good, <laughs> you know. Like, yep, you, you know, like you can be good at wrestling without doing so much. One of the big bumps was Austin taking a suplex outside. <laughs> One bump, so. <laughs> his only bump. Kevin, Kevin Owens got one move in, <laughs> but it looked really good. There's, there's that. Wrestling's amazing for that. All right, well, uh, before we get to that last match, we had uh, Tony Storm, uh, Ruby Soho. This got, I mean, Don't a lot care. of involvement. Yeah, I, I hate to say that, but. So basically what happened at the end, Soho got the win uh, against Tony. They had a pretty good match. And then afterwards, Britt Baker, you know, while she was getting interviewed, came up to her and talked a lot of shit and basically, like, you know, was trying to figure out where Ruby Soho was, if she was with, you know, AW or if she was with the the NWO <laughs> from Paige and Tony Storm. Basically. So I, I feel like yeah we're gonna be getting a feud and I could I could see Ruby Soho going to the other side I that that that's what I think is gonna happen and Ember Moon's already a heel so she joins Paige and Tony and they bring it to the AEW locker room the only problem is they have to make them care more because I don't at all who cares they have two titles and Jade Cargill's undefeated. Unless one of them's gonna beat her, I don't, I don't care, and I don't believe anyone's. Maybe you know, Chris. I think I might have lost you, sir. Let me plug in my headset. Like they don't know what they're gonna do. Oh. They didn't want to pull the. Uh, they didn't want to pull the trigger on the. Um... So it's it's the WWE NWO basically. That's what it is. Like Paige, Tony, and Ruby will be on one side with Ember against Jamie, you know, Britt Baker and whoever. Yeah, I mean the biggest problem with it is that 
Jamie Hader is uh, top of the card, and I don't think they expected that. And uh, the feud everyone wants to see is her versus Bert Baker, but they don't want to pull the trigger on it. So now we're going to do this weird, like, middle card stuff, which really surrounds Jade Cargill. So it's going to be Jade versus... You know Jamie Hayter, I guess. I don't. I don't know what the. Are you just going to find the titles? I love the that homegrown word. is hilarious too because it's like here's all yeah. these Japanese people from stardom. Homegrown, we did it. Britt Baker's been around for a while. Uh, MJF was an MLW. Has been around for a while even before that. I don't know. Like I under Darby Allen was involved with Evolve. So like the a lot of the the homegrown concept thrown around. I mean, I guess yeah, you can you can say that honestly. Well, here's the thing: what the fuck are we doing? Are we are we making a a show for the marks like we've normally been doing, or are we caring about the masses? Because if you're caring about the masses, yeah, you can tell you know all these people are like homegrown AEW, but you're really applying it for the marks, and we all fucking know that none of these people are homegrown. Like, you know, I mean, like the whole. The whole Burt Baker injury thing, like she's wrestled with a broken wrist and broken ribs, et cetera. It just seems like a buildup for her versus Jamie Hayter. Right. But it's like you guys already had yeah. that set in place like six months ago. At least Hayter's doing her best uh, being over. But that's the one thing. I mean, it's 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 not just like <laughs> what I was saying she, about Jericho, like. It's a lot of wrestlers in the AW, you know, they're like Adam Page is a good example. They're at a fucking high level and then they kind of simmer and look at Britt Baker. I don't know. It's just it's it's very weird. Yeah. So hopefully you have Jamie to doesn't the, have that. Uh, yeah. You have to watch that Jamie Emmy match because that's the. Uh, that's where everyone else should be on that card. It's it's really fucking good, dude. It's it's a great. Oh match. no no, I, I I saw that Jamie Hader um I mean a match. I thought it was awesome, honestly. Like it was it was aggressive. Jamie Hader's awesome, but you know, it, it's it's what you do with those fucking talents, Wardlow. Like honestly, you have to keep on progressing with them. You can't. I don't know. And then a lot of well, them I mean, just... I mean, the feud is like they're doing this WWE weird, like you said, NWO feud, which is what it is, right? It is. Versus Britt Baker and her crew. They're like you're well, not Jamie homegrown. Hader, Jamie Hader's your heavyweight title. <laughs> like she's holding the title right now. Dude, they called that out last night during the Emma Sakura match. I think it was Chris Jericho. It was like Britt Baker should realize that she's getting overshadowed by Jamie Hader. Like. She's not really the top person in her group anymore. And it's true. It's like, I like Britt, but even Britt was a heel beforehand that we just cheered for. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, Jamie Hader's just, I mean, she's always been really great, even going back to Stardom. So I, I've been the low key person out here pumping Jamie Hader for years. So I feel good about this. But uh, Britt Baker is also really good. They just got to figure out what they want to do with her. She needs to be a baby face. They got to find a way for Jamie to be the heel and her to be the baby face and, and not um, 
I'm sorry, Tony Storm sucks. <laughs> That's probably gonna like make a lot of people. She's had a lot to like. She's done a lot of matches now that I've seen in AW. Um, uh, NXT and WWE was right on firing her. She's terrible. She kills everyone she's in the ring with. I I I I don't think her skills are in question for working, but. That hip toss that she does that just murders everybody. It's not in question. Well, I mean, here's the thing about the hip toss, like into the the corner. I mean, it could be the same thing as a cannonball based on where the person is. They know where the spot is, so they have to, you know, position themselves. That's one thing that she's been doing for years. She was absolutely on fire in NXT UK. She was, and she's a great wrestler. She, you love stardom. You know, she was a champion beating top people in that company for a long time when she was super young. Her personality fucking sucks. She's not a good heel. She wasn't a good hardened baby face. Uh, that's never what she did. And ever since she, like, came into AW, those were she, the two things. And they suck. They, they didn't work out for her at all. She also got bad at wrestling at the same time. During, I guess she went to NXT. That was the... That's the one that broke her. Um, I've I've never I've never found her as a bad wrestler personally, but you know I mean in, com- I, I in really- comparison to the women's the rest of the women's division there, like well not the rest of the women's division, the top tier like for bigger the uh the the, the haters the um she is of the world she is not even on their level, but you know what you know it's even you know you know Ember who would disagree with you is Jamie Hater. <laughs> Who has been working with her for years and knows her really well? So yes, yeah, that's, that's fine. Jamie Hader can yell at me on Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I I can only tell you what I. I don't. I, I I don't know if it's Tony's fault or Tony Storm's fault. I think it's Tony Khan's fault for whatever the fuck he has structured in the women's division because I've seen the worst out of Ember Moon, like you're about to bring out as well, and I don't know if that's really. Her fault or the fact that she has no limitations or whatever the fuck, but she's shown the worst out of her whole entire career that I've seen her from while she's been in AEW. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. It's cool to see Hater and that that main event on Rampage is great. Definitely check it out. I know a lot of people bail out uh, when there's a female championship pay per view, but definitely check that one out. Hard hitting, maybe the best thing on the show. I well. No, it was I, good. What the hell was that? I think it was the best match last night for sure. They beat the absolute shit out. If you like um, hard-hitting, stiff, like strong-style matches, they did that, and they gave you a bunch of spots. Yep, Where's Leva absolutely. Bates at, by the way? The fuck? She's pretty good. She only makes it on dark. That's a weird thing. I, I don't know. Like, did she was have, she like, the ring belt person injury? during the froggy boo? By the way, who was the ring girl during the froggy boo? It was really I, I, I think it was Leva Bates, actually. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was like, is that Leva Bates? Is she the ring bell person? Is that? <laughs> I, I'm assuming Leva Bates had because, like, everything I saw with her, like, you know, with blue pants at XC, she was very, very quick paced, great matches. And I, it's like I've seen her less and less, and I follow her, but I, I feel like she might have, like, sustained an injury that's, like, held her back from 
Because she was a good wrestler at NXT. I, I don't know what the fuck happened. Well, I mean, she was good in the early days of uh, AEW as well, but they positioned her with the uh, the librarian or whatever. That was a terrible fucking... No one's going to get that gimmick over. You're going to be the greatest wrestler of all time and not get... Like, Daniel Bryanson would not be able to get that gimmick over. Actually, he probably would. He'd probably get the shh over really, really well, but you would have to be really, really good to get the gimmick over and also get your manager over. It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's a little, it's, a, it's, it. The women's division at AEW should be flourishing. They they have such a talent pool, especially when you go into New Japan Strong and uh, DDT and Stardom. And, like, it's wide open. I don't understand why it's not better than it actually is. And, and maybe uh, Mercedes Monet coming in at the next pe- pay per view will be the thing that clicks it back in position, but it's uh sorry they have Kari coming over here for a little while, man. I mean she'd be great to like have some matches with. I mean she's known in the States. She's still the uh New Japan champion unless she loses that from even if she loses it from um you know uh Sasha Banks um Mercedes Monet she's a Mercedes, legend over here. Uh, Mercedes takes it back, takes her talents to Miami or whatever, like LeBron style. <laughs> so curious sure. to chase her. Sure. Like, I, you know, she's the pirate princess. Everybody wants her to win. All right. Let's, um, let's, uh, let's finally get into this uh, main event. So we can. Be uh, sad. It's, it's like hard to be sad because it was such a good match, man. <laughs> like it was a really good match. So I compared this match um, to Chris because of uh, Jay's, you know, Jay Lethal's uh, reaction. It really, really reminded me of, sadly, what is uh, what I consider Bret Hart's best match in WCW happened to be his match with uh, Chris Benoit. And look, I know... Not an idiot. I know everything about Chris Benoit and everything that happened. But at this time, at least, you know, uh, he really, really, really looked up to Owen Hart. Owen Hart tragically passed shit two days before this. Um, Completely different situation, but both random. You know, Owen dying, falling in the ring, Jay dying from someone crossing the median, hitting them head on. Neither person obviously knew. No one knew that that was going to fucking happen. So that occurrence was very similar. And both when you see Jay Lethal come out, when you saw Chris Benoit come out for those matches, immediately emotions and almost like breaking down while they go into the fucking ring. And uh, knowing that Jay and Mark both requested this match, you know, anyone that fucking thinks that that Tony Khan was trying to, like, you know, trying to make money off of... I'm I'm so happy Tony fucking fought. And I, I really do appreciate him for that. He is a beautiful fan of wrestling and a really, really good dude. I give him shit for booking, but 
he has booked some really good stuff, and I try to put him over for what he does well. But, you know, it's just amazing seeing someone like Mark, just like someone like Brett, in a lot of ways, being the the absolute professional and maintaining. And you know that, just like Brett had to do with Chris Benoit, and they end up having an incredible match, Mark had to do with Jay Lethal. And he was... In character, he was, you know, just on point for this whole entire fucking match. And, oh, my God, it was a really good match. I haven't watched it since the first time I want to again. It just fucking sucks. It sucks for everything that happened. But Mark did the froggy bow to fucking Jay Lethal to the outside. You know, and uh, that the whole way they set that up with Jay trying to do it originally to him. Because at one part, Jay really, you know, changes character and kind of gets back into things, gets much more aggressive because he's the heel, obviously. Um, but Mark and I think it was it, it was a great match, man. And Mark was had both titles, his brothers and his Ring of Honor tag titles, something he's held many times. And was able to really, I don't know. I I, I just love the ending. I love that as much stuff that, as they had to do, they made sure they had enough time for the ending. And Tony might not be the best sometimes about that. And we just criticized fucking WWE for the same thing with having to cut shit for a big-ass show as three hours. But Tony made sure that they had enough time to have a great match, finish the fucking match, and the ending image is Mark Briscoe hugging Jay Lethal in the ring, going back up the ramp, everyone surrounding him, him hugging, you know, Sanjay Dutt and like a bunch of other people that have been with him for a long time. And then him basically talking to the camera, saying, this is for you. You know, you're right next to me, like, you know, talking to Jay. And he had both belts in the air. And then you pan up to his brother, who's on the Titan Tron. And that's how they go out. And it was absolutely wonderful. It's beautiful. And uh, that's a fucking ending, man. I got tears in my eyes right now. Yeah, man. It was the the craziest thing was watching Jay Lethal walk out. And as soon as his music hit and he walked through the ramp, you could just see like what in the South we call crocodile tears. Um, like just welts, you know, he's trying to hold it in. He's like, I got to keep this shit together. I'm about to have this match. Um, and it, it was just insane to watch, you know, like how, how is that a thing, right? Like how can you be one week removed from something like that, uh, and go out and have that match. And that's how much you love someone, right? Like, and he was broken up and, uh, you know, Mark came out and the thing that really got me is when he walked out with both the title belts and like the Briscoes will always be the Briscoes. I'm, I'm getting turned up right now thinking about it. And then Mark got in the me ring. Too. They did, they, you know, they did the ring bell. We had the classic ring of honor start. They shook hands. 
And then Mark Briscoe was fucking Mark Briscoe. <laughs> like from that point on, he was like, nah, ain't time to be sad. It's time to wrestle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Jay's like the entire match is trying to hold it together. And Mark's like, nah, we're going to do these spots. <laughs> like consummate professional. Um, and then at the very, very end of the match, when he's like, Jamin, I love you, bro. Uh, that got me, dude. I was done. I was, I was done. I was, ba- I was balling like most of this match. It's, I mean, I've seen Mark and uh, Jay Lethal wrestle a lot as a Ring of Honor fan, but like, it's crazy. And they had the perfect finisher for the match. Like, he hit the froggy bow through the table. They get in the ring and uh, just like two huge clothesline clotheslines into the J Driller. It was. I couldn't ask for anything better, really. Like, if, if you're like, they could have done a better Briscoe tribute, I'm like, the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, like, what are they going to do? Like, bring back, you know, Kevin Steen or something to wrestle Mark? Like, um, it would have been, you know, it's just, it was perfect. I think the match itself was perfect for a send out. And, uh, goddamn, Mark's a tough boy. Because I would, I'm telling you, there's no way, like, trying to remember spots in a match, something like that. Shit, dude. Sorry. Yeah. Like I said, I, I knew I was going to get emotional about this one because it was it was damn good. The tribute show was damn good, too. Samojo had me uh, crying pretty hard. Anytime I see a, 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 a Samoa Joe killing machine crying, it makes me want to cry, so... Um, man, it was tough, dude. It was tough to get through. Yeah. Yeah, man. I agree with you. So it also, it also made me feel bad. Cause I'm like, yo, Mark is trucking through this, right? <laughs> like as a soldier, dude. dude, he's like, keep it together. Y'all. <laughs> That's the crazy part. And I mean, honestly, we, we've already talked up and down about this whole entire thing, but I, I think the main thing I see from this, whatever and however much, it, you know, if Mark wants to come back, I'd love him to see, you know, the Ring of Honor title would be great, but I, I'd love to see him fucking build himself and win the, win the AEW title, honestly. And I hope he doesn't fucking just stop because he showed, I think it was actually how he was just so fucking in spirit and ready to do this. And like, it made me think like, I don't think Mark's done, man. I I think that, I think that he's going to continue. And if anything, because of how strong he is with his faith, with his fucking amazing to me, you know, me not being religious, but someone that can be that confident about something. I don't know. It's just a powerful family, but me and Chris, you know, being uncles, being fucking, it's just, it's incredible. It's, it's not even about wrestling, man. It's just both those guys seem like they're such great dudes and Mark still is. And just how strong they are with their faith and their family and their, it's, it's something to be admired. Honestly, for a simple concept. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Tom over here because he he kind of summed it up 
in words that I couldn't express, which was, um, you know, like I've had a lot of jobs, lived a lot of places. I've lost a lot of friends, but wrestling was always the constant. So when you lose something from the constant, uh, it is like losing a family member, which is kind of how I feel about Ring of Honor and, and Jay Briscoe. And it, it's still, it's actually sadder now than it, I was mostly still like in a weird shock vibe. Uh, and I'm laughing, and laughing is not, laughing's just how I deal with shit like this. So it's not uh, just still brutal man and I, I can't believe that that man went out like a week later and, and huge props like i would never have been able to do that like uh god forbid if you passed away and they're like chris a tribute match to dane they're like a week later there's fucking no way dude <laughs> no way <laughs> like there's no way like i would be able to figure out what the hell i was gonna do in the ring and uh mark was like yas wrestling bro and he was just so good and and walking the the big Sanjay Dutt hug because he's like the hill manager and he came out with the Briscoe shirt on, give him the hug, um, was great. Sometimes like, you know, I bitch a lot about things not being um, kayfabe enough. I think this is one of those times where it's it's fine, right? You yeah, know what I mean, I feel, I feel like everybody understands, and uh, you know. I would say one of Jay's best single matches were against Jay Lethal. And I'm sure if like Kevin Owens uh, contract allowed him, he would have been there. like Kevin Steen would have been there. Those would have been the two, two or three. Cause he had two matches against uh, lethal. They were fucking amazing. But uh, like I said, great fight. Yeah. Just incredible. Uh, I don't know, like the whole thing, uh, it's, it, it puts things in uh, so many perspectives and, uh, which seems like a very Briscoe ass thing to do, you know, like <laughs> I'm sure Tony Khan talked to Mark out of that. He's like, what if Jay Lethal just elbow dropped the shit out of me through the stable? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, just, it's, it's still hard, dude. Like, I, I, it, it's not settled in yet for me. I think it's going to take a while, especially cause I was such a huge Briscoe Mark. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I hope Mark definitely channels through and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, but like Jay was the hardened older brother. So if there is someone that all of us relate to with, with the two of them, um, I would say it's the, you know, Terry Funk and Mark's kind of the Terry of the two and he's fucking talented as shit, athletic as hell, great in the ring. I I hope he has a good future in wrestling. Really I'm excited. Do. I'm excited to see what it's going to be like. Cause I would almost equate like if Brett died versus Owen. It's yeah. Kind of the, no, uh, it's, kind of yeah. the opposite scenario right like uh they're both great and have had great single runs and have had great matches on their in their own individuality and i was kind of talking about this last night on uh the, the tom's podcast is just like 
man, it's it's just so hard to talk about like Jay Briscoe without bringing up Mark Briscoe or, or vice versa because they're just synonymous in my head, man, since like, you know, 2007. Like, they're just stuck there. It's, uh, but they've had hell of single runs and hell of feuds together. <laughs> you know, like the fight on the farm, for instance. Like, it's just, they're definitely going to go down in my top 10 favorite tag teams of all time, probably. Unless, yeah. Like, eight more tag teams pop up. But, no, I, I agree with you, man. And honestly, like all the stuff that they showed on that, uh, that tribute, I, I had some issues. And like I said, I haven't seen the main event with Brian Danielson, so I can't comment on that. But for the most part, like I love the old stuff they put on that three-hour tribute, especially the match with Samoa Joe and the match with, um, uh, what the hell, uh, Adam Cole kind of bringing that whole entire thing up. Like, they kind of had, like, a Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels run, if you will. And uh, really a lot of good stuff, man. I'm glad it sucks it takes something like this. And I've already gone back and watched a lot of Briscoe stuff. But, you know, his single stuff specifically, I'm glad I've gone back and watched a lot of it now. Yeah, it's... um... When you think about the amount of people he put over that went to NXT and became something bigger, even in AEW, like an Adam Cole, it's fucking crazy. Like, he's the guy that put over Adam Cole to go into NXT and have that run. And Roddy Strong and Bobby Fish and all this. The, they ran through the Briscoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Jay and Mark were there. <laughs> it's just... Uh, yeah. It's fucking insane to think about, man. Like it's, uh, and like I, like we talked about last weekend. It's there is something to be said about being the guy. Like Ticker is WWE's the guy, right? And then sports teams like Atlanta Braves, like Chipper Jones, the guy. There is something to be said to be like when you think of Ring of Honor. Yeah, they're the guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you think about yep. legacy, like with WCW, Sting, right? Yep. It's the first thing. It was like, he was there, like Sting, and then probably Flair. And then Tommy Dreamer for ECW. Um, yeah, there's certain people that just represent that company's spirit, almost. It doesn't matter if they're the best or anything like that. They just, in when you think that name... That's who you go to in your head. Now, I will say, and I'll, I will try to uh, clip Landstorm's story. It might get the podcast booped off of this. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> he was talking about, like, driving back from uh, a show in Canada from, like, Manitoba to Saskatchewan. <laughs> and he had done, like, a tag match with uh, Jay Briscoe. And Briscoe had gotten busted open somehow. He had a big-ass gash. And he's like, let's stop at, like, a... Uh, Wherever the Canadians Walgreens is, he's like, we'll get some super glue. And Lance Storm's talking about like all like him, Jay and Mark walking into this, uh, you know, pharmacy like like two three in the morning. This poor eighteen year old security guard looking at them like, what am I gonna do? These guys look crazy. <laughs> this guy's bleeding. 
And then uh, Mark not wanting to upset, or Jay not wanting to upset the bed sheet. So he like put a bunch of like his own towels down. And then we woke up because he super glued his own cut together. There was like a bunch of little furries from the towel. <laughs> That's Jay Briscoe. <laughs> like I said, I mean, it's, it, like, it's 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 a lot of people I know. That's I mean that's it's the everyman thing, right? It's it's the Dusty Rhodes, it's the Terry Funk, it's a little bit of knowing that person as a character. It's, it's also a little bit of, of you know like us. There's people up north that are like this too, but like you know, he's a southern boy, man. I mean, even if <laughs> he's a up north even southern if, boy, hillbilly. Well, no, but like Delaware, Delaware, <laughs> so far the south, man. I mean, it's 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 very similar to Maryland, you know, and Virginia. Like he was definitely a good old boy, and that's the type of thing. Like uh, Austin Gunn and the and the thing he told on that tribute. When he's like the one that I was young, I was a, just a young kid in the back, and Ring of Honor had a show, and afterwards, like literally, Jay was willing to have a fucking cut. I think he said from like his nipple, like down all the way to the back, and like Austin was like, "No, no, no, dude, we have to like, we have to figure out a way to stitch that." He's like, "No, man, it's okay, it'll be all right." It's like you know, it's a little bit of blood. Like that's that's that good old boy mentality, man. That. Jay had, and of course, thank God he knew how to do like uh, one of those cross stitches until he got to a doctor because Jay <laughs> apparently fucking crazy, man. And just, you know, it, he really is. He never got as famous, obviously, but he's got what, what the same type of qualities that you loved about someone like a Steve Austin. Like he would just be like this cool fucking Southern guy that, you know, I don't know just sucks okay. kind of like more like a steve austin um when you think about well that, his that ring of honor that, run and and shit. well no no what even the personality like everyone when they say they talk about jay is very similar where they talk about steve like i thought i was going to be intimidated but he was like one of the nicest fucking guys you know it's just hell kid here's a beer <laughs> not damn kid what are you doing get over there with a fucking hot kid i get that shit fucking cheap they send that free. That's a that's a tag team we need. Stone Cold Steve Austin come on our retirement team with Mark Briscoe. <laughs> Goddamn kid. <laughs> oh man, it it it's uh, it's been rough, man. It's it's uh, and I can't even imagine what the family's going through just as a fan. But holy shit, bro! Like absolute legend, especially if you're a big Ring of Honor fan. Um, it's it's been tough, so I can't even imagine what they're going through, and the fact that Mark just like was just Mark Briscoe, and then they played that like video of like you know like Briscoes are forever with Jay saying that, and Mark just came out with the two dollar belts, won the match, and was just Mark Briscoe. I was like, holy shit, bro, this guy is way tougher than me. I'd be in the center of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was pretty special and uh you know props on Tony for getting that shit done and also talking about it way ahead of time cuz he's been bitching about this shit for like 2 years. Yeah. So this is not a new thing. He's like 
look, I'm trying to get the Briscoes on the air. They won't fucking let me. <laughs> He's like openly talking about it. This is not like a new thing. You know, a lot of people like to cash in on someone dying. Like Tony Khan has been yelling about this shit in the Briscoes in FTR have been yelling about like, oh, they won't let us on TV. Ugh. Just uh, just, just kind of like going, you know, for what you just said, like, at least we have those. We have so many great matches, but at least, you know, specifically this last year as a tag team. You know, along with FTR, Briscoe's put on three of their best matches of all time while still being on top, having big titles, trading them and stuff like that. So as a tribute to his career, that's amazing. It's still terrible that we lost him as a human being, obviously, and his family. You know, as strong as they are, as strong as Mark was, as strong as his mom and dad have been that I've seen for, like, local news stuff, Still, if you guys can contribute any type of money, I tr- kick back a little bit. Uh, they don't have a GoFundMe. It's another – just Google search it. You'll find it real fucking quick. Just uh, His girls are out of, out of uh, deep water, but they still are going to rack up a ridiculous medical bill. And I know that Tony has apparently said that he plans on helping them out no matter what. But just for a family of, of people that contribute – a great deal to their community that are a good family and are going to need help, especially with Jay being gone and their girl, his girls having a lot of trial and tribulations to go through. If you can contribute, do what you can. So. So what do you do with Mark? Cause he's AW now. I work him in first maybe through Ring of Honor, just so he can specifically win the title very quickly. But I want to pivot him after winning that pretty quickly to the main programming, maybe even defending that title like they've done in the past on the main program and building him specifically to eventually maybe even winning that fucking main title in uh, AEW. Yeah, I mean, if it was someone that's not as talented as Mark... I get that, but like, uh, I would almost have MJF come out and be like, I don't give a shit about you guys. I don't give a shit about your family because you're That's trying to fine. make MJF a heel. You Dude, know, he's not dropping it to Wardlow. So, I mean, and I, and I love the idea of uh, babyface Adam Cole against him, but I feel like he's going to beat Adam Cole as well. Dude, I'll have no problem. They need to build him. It's based on how much he wants to come back, obviously. But don't forget that within wrestling, sometimes a little brother might you know, not overshine, but like as amazing as David Von Erich was, Carrie was, you know, afterwards like the huge fucking star. As ma- as amazing of, of a wrestler that Dory Funk was, you know, uh, Terry became that fucking fireball. As amazing as Brett was, I always thought that Owen had a lot of what Brett and Sean both had in one fucking individual. Well, so, I mean, it's, it's probably because Owen kicked the fucking leg out of Brett's leg. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. why I did what I did. That's why I kicked the leg out of your leg. You're so fucking selfish. <laughs> one of uh. the greatest promos of all time. <laughs> 
it's right up there with uh, Steiner Math and um, <laughs> uh, right yep. up there with Steiner Math and, and fucking which all it should be on more stuff. New Jack yelling at Shark Boy like, "We gotta win this tag tournament." You want me? I ain't got time to play these fucking games and get some little kitty pool with him. Top tier, early or, TNA, <laughs> good or, shit. Or Terry Funk don't need no. Uh, Terry Funk don't need no mouthpiece. He's talking about focus out here kicking a little leg. Dusty Rose don't need no mouthpiece. <laughs> focus? Talk about focus. Do I look like a person that's capable of focus? <laughs> <laughs> And that's the type of shit, Focused. man. Those we two guys should have had a match, junkie. man. <laughs> uh, I wish I could have seen New Jack and fucking Jay Lethal. Or not Jay Lethal, Jay, Jay Briscoe. That would have been I fun. don't, because then they would both be super canceled. Because they would just co- <laughs> cut the most fucking, like, like especially if you went back, did, like, did the, like, People that should the be canceled versus <laughs> yeah, the like, Briscoes, like New Mustafa. Jack, ah! just in the background while J- <laughs> okay, okay, making New weird Jack. noises. Like, they're like, "How do you feel about the OJ trial?" He's like, two more dead. Big ups for us, OJ." <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> wrestling was weirder in the '90s, <laughs> and then we stepped forward in the Way 2000s, and like. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, two more for us is basically <laughs> New Jack's commentary on that, which was great for him. He was a heel in, like, a very southern territory, so he's going to get hate. There is still a lot of that in wrestling, <laughs> like, not even that long ago. Like, you know, Dukes of Hazard had a fucking movie in, like, 2010 <laughs> before, <laughs> like... It, it's easy to look at it in a retrospective of uh, like, yeah, we hate this stuff now. It's 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 like uh, the people that hate Sweet Home Alabama without actually really realizing what the song is about. You know, like the song is actually a call out to fucking Neil Young Southern song and being like, hey, we're not all racist assholes. But whatever, dude, like like I said, it, it's easy like, I think the reason the Briscoes got treated the way they got treated is because they did everything with a little bit of a hillbilly redneck touch to it. And it was just enough to lock them into a weird position. Yeah, I can agree with that, unfortunately. But, dude, I, I'd still take uh, fucking Briscoes versus the Kingsters <laughs> in a few. That would have been amazing. Uh, fucking New, just- New Jack would have just been like, the fuck are you doing over there? I get dropped on my head. Oh, dude, Mark would have gotten shanked, dude. <laughs> Mark's I'm looking at it from myself. Ain't the first time. <laughs> uh, no one would give it up, man. Uh, but yeah, we love. I, I guarantee you, like, I, I, you know, we think that would match would be crazier than it is, but I bet they would just wrestle like a fucking straightforward, like, ass match. <laughs> No, I, I I feel like it would be like one of those situations where like the 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 fights happen and the action movies usually near a bar. I'm sure Jason Stam's involved with a lot of them, and they fucking are bleeding and and shooting each other, and they're both drinking at the end of it, like talking while they both bleed out, like that type of thing, like you know, camaraderie of respect while just it was like it, it'd be like the du- like the Dudleys and APA. 
they're like, well, we actually have to fight these guys. So they just ended up having a good match, you know, versus like APA versus everyone else. Basically. Yeah. Uh, just be tough. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That, that doesn't apply to anyone we're talking about. But it's So Jeff Hardy's uh, court case was delayed like two more months, apparently. So he may be ready for that Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I'm thinking they have to do a big tag tournament. So I would assume that they would want him back. Matt and Jeff. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be That's fucking the- awesome. It's the last big relevant run before COVID and them moving to WrestleMania and since like that. Since they, uh, you know, decided to like, you know, re up with uh, Warner Brothers, what does that mean for Ring of Honor? Who knows, man? I mean, uh, you, you Tony Khan just straight. I wish or I had do, like, five an HBO million. Max. Sort if I thing. had like six million dollars, I would have just bought it. <laughs> like I would just bought Ring of Honor. I was like, I own Ring of Honor now. It'll be great. How do how do people end up owning things for so much less than what they're worth? It's crazy to me. Because I, I would just assume Tony Khan's just gonna he owns a video right, so he can just throw it on whatever. He could just even license it to WWE. Yeah. Very good point. And make money and like money on top of money. He's like, I'll license these rights to you know if Kevin Owens wins a title again Whoa, or dude. Sammy wins a title at Mania, he's like, I'll dude. license all this Ring of Honor stuff to you, so you can do the the rise of Sammy from El Generico until now. Well, th- that th- you know what I think that would happen is after they sell, because after they sell. They're, it's going to be with a giant corporate company. We have no idea what's going to happen within who's going to be in charge, you know. but that's beside the point. When it comes to working with other companies in that type of way or whatever, you know, uh, will it be like there's no egos? There's no like personal attachment towards a product. So if it benefits whatever, do you think the future owner is going to be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah we'll do that. Like, I, I feel like it's going to be, like, a lot more open for that possibility of interactions with other companies post-sale. If, if Vince is not in charge, it depends on how they sell the stock, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, but, yeah, if, like, a normal person took it over, he's like, dude, we have, like, every wrestling federation's VHS collection of all time. We should do something with this. And maybe book matches about it and like talk about the history of wrestling. You could just do like history channel shows of like this is AWA and then like do like a review from whoever's left. Like what they try to do with Dark Side of the Ring, but you have all the footage. Like aren't, aren't they uh aren't they moving from Vice TV? Like that whole company? Oh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I mean both me and you kind of like, uh, well, me more than you, I guess. Is I, I, There's better ways to tell the stories they tell a lot of times. Yeah. And, all, yeah. and also they don't tell the whole truth and uh, they don't interview necessarily the right people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 
No, and and this is not like the Chris Benoit or the Jimmy. Those were both kind of on point. I'm I'm more talking about you're talking like, about you know, uh, tales like territory. Yeah, the the territory stories and stuff. It's like uh, it's like you know, there's some things that are very obvious, and then some of these, it's like I get that they're trying to get a broad perspective of what happened. But uh, you know, we could just call Manny Fernandez and talk about it. And, have a, a very broad perspective of what happened. He uh, probably tell us that he was on the uh, the flight. Um. <laughs> the twin, tower, yeah, yeah. twin towers and somehow lived because he's made. No, him. no, I was going for the plane right from hell. <laughs> hell yeah, dude! I choked out Vince McMahon to get the twin towers. I choked out Linda McMahon is what he'd tell us, but. Okay, that is great. Like, Manny's a great guy. <laughs> great storyteller. He's, he's a great storyteller, but like, look, he will work you. So let him work you. He he will tell you all sorts of weird shit. I, I love the story of him trying to work the Hardy Brothers and just showing up at their wrestling place. It's like, yeah, I'm booked, and they were like, no, we didn't, we didn't book you. We can't afford you. No, no, brother, I'm on the card. I'm on the card, bro. Fifty dollars. <laughs> like that's Manny Fernandez, dude. Raging Bull. He's great. <laughs> he's awesome. He's he's a really cool dude. He. I know it sounds super suspect talking about it, but like, you know, like no. when you run out of wrestling, it's. Uh, who did who did he used to tag with? Is it Chavo Rick Senior? Rude. Oh, Rick Rude. That's right. Yeah. He used to. All, he also used to come out to beat it when he was the Raging Bull. That's so awesome. Which uh, Barbara Streisand's nose by Terry Funk. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) You guys ever heard that tune? (laughs) Look that up. Off. (laughs) I I think it's called. It's like it's like. Texas Eden, or it's like a great Texan, but like because they throw the Japanese lettering over top of the vinyl, it just says Eat Texan. So I always call it the Eat Texan album. I don't know. I don't know if anyone out here. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like Terry Funk would laugh at that. <laughs> it's, you it's stupid. I remember that E Texan album. Goddamn Jimmy Hart had me in this fucking room for 62 hours. God damn it, Terry. Bitch. I could barely see out of my right eye because that son of a bitch, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> well, um, I, I think, especially based on the uh, last conversation, Let's leave this on a positive note. I mean, everything based off of like that performance was positive, and uh, it just sucks that we're reflecting off the death of a great wrestler that you know left us way too soon. But um, I, I'll, I'm going to call it a show. I think this was a good one, you guys. You know, I hope you enjoy the Royal Rumble. By the time you hear this, we'll talk about the results obviously the next week but uh this has been a great show of wrestling geeks alliance want to thank my co-host christopher brother ray Patton. hope you have a lovely evening we'll probably be obviously talking throughout the whole entire thing but 
you know, either way, uh, it was a fun episode. Yeah, of course. And if you guys want to talk to me on Twitter, you can be at Christopher dot R or <laughs> Christopher dot R dot bad on Twitter. And, uh, no, Chris, God damn, I fucked up my own shit. Christopher.r.patton on Facebook. Christopher.r.patton on Instagram. Chris R. Patton on Twitter. That's what it is. I'll get it out there, Dane. Somehow, some way. I understand completely. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at DaneAlves42 or just find me on Facebook, DaneAlves. And uh, message me. Let's talk about some wrestling. It'll be fun. But you guys have a great day. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Y'all have a good one. Let the Wrestling Geeks Alliance be with you. And of always and always, peace out.